Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I bet all of you guys are going to the grocery store trying to get the last turkey, ham, and all that stuff so you can get ready to cook this week. Welcome to Soul Party for One. I'm Candace along with Tia, Carrie. Pretty sure Jay, Daphne, and, T- and Kim will be here soon. Kim is here. Oh, everybody's here? Not Daph yet. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just getting it all out of the way, you know. <laughs> so that way, you guys know who the regulars are. Hopefully, you guys had a great week. You know, it was a peaceful week. Um, Obviously, I mean, I'm just going to do it. Yes, news interruptions may happen. Oh, Obviously, yeah. if you guys heard the news, we want to send our condolences out to the Carter family. Mrs. Carter passed away today um, at her home with her family, including her husband, Jimmy Carter, 96 years old, 96 years young, as we like to say. Um, many people have already taken to social media. Let's talk about this, this great first lady who was advocate for mental health, which reminds me to tell you guys to head over to YouTube. And check out State of Mind with Maurice Bernard um, because we're getting into this season where our mental health is really at a high. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's something called the holidays um, where a lot of moods, a lot of issues pop up. Um, So, you know, check out, you know, again, Maurice, you know, if you want to come on the show and talk about it, you can. But we just wanted to um, put that out there. And, again, um, our thoughts and prayers goes out to – Mrs. Carter, and to the Carter family. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. Bold and Young and the Rustless will be on three days this week. Both on Thursday, Young and the Rustless will have an encore presentation. Listen to the year, folks. 1993. 1993. Okay? And Bold and Beautiful, you're trying to pull up General Hospital, aren't you? Um, I think it was theirs was like 2021, 2020. I'm not too sure. You know, obviously, Days of Our Lives is not being affected. And for those who was wondering, because I know Tia was over here wondering, what about General Hospital, Candace? Guess what? Because of all of the preemptions that they've had, they will be on Thanksgiving with a brand new episode. You just passed out. You, got, you heard that? You heard that thump? And obviously, on Friday, CBS and ABC will be pre-upted for sports. So, there you go. But again, news happens. So, obviously, you know, probably going to be prepping for, you know, funeral services and, you know, stuff like that. So, that mm-hmm. is about all the news. Obviously, the A-Time Emmys, December 15th on CBS, live, um, and when we get to the final show of the night, um, which is Young and Restless, clearly I have something to say, right? I have, I have, I have something to say. But we're going to kick it off with Tia yeah. giving you the number. 
U.S. 605-562-0444, attorney's number 717-734-6904. Canada is 867-292-3066, show ID 128803. Press star two if you wanna speak with us. If you are not in Canada and U.S., hit us up in the chat room and talk show and we'd be happy to give you an alternative number for the country you may reside in. So we are starting with days. To get this over with, we are going to start with Chad, Chad, Everett, Stephanie, the triangle. Not sure how anyone is caring about it or not, but pretty much Chad seemed to have a jealous problem, but he also doesn't seem to uh, trust Everett all that much. And it seems Everett is here to stay for some apparent reason. And Stephanie seemed to be full of for everything that Everett is saying at this point. So I don't really know what to say with this case. And then we also got Xander, Sarah, Maggie, Constantine, but Steve doesn't trust him at all. So Sarah was telling Maggie, you know, uh, don't you think you're moving a little too fast with this person? Do you think he should be staying at the home? And Maggie, like, this was one of Victor's closest friends. Of course he could stay. I'm going to lend, lend a hand and help a person who's helped Victor. And then she pretty much told her to mind her own business. And Sarah said, oh, okay. But during this exchange, Constantine overheard what Sarah was saying, that she doesn't trust him at all. So he go ahead and make a plan with Teresa to kidnap the baby just to be the hero in the end. But all he's going to do, I guess, is make Xander and Sarah re be reunited in the end, clearly that's where it's heading to. And I guess Sarah's going to be trustworthy towards this man because he now, quote-unquote, saved the baby. Candace, uh, Chad, Everett, Stephanie, how do you feel about that? And this villain, Constantine, <laughs> he, he's good. He planned his good. Once he heard Sarah have being skeptical, he said, okay, I'm going to be the hero of this own crime. So what did you feel about both stories? Okay, so with this whole Chad, Stephanie, Eric, I feel as though <clears throat> Days of Our Lives did listen to us by, you know, the rush of Chad and Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Because it, it, and this is not no shade to the actors. Let me clear this up right now, because I saw a lot of people saying something about Abigail and, you know, Billy Flynn. The problem is, is that this is what happens when you rush a storyline and a couple too soon after we're just still digesting what just happened to Abby. Even though there was mm -hmm. some, you know, because we were introduced to Stephanie literally the same summer as Abigail's death. Mm -hmm. I think Everett is the character that does need to spice up this story arc. And yes, it is because of Blake. I will say that because mm -hmm. Blake is giving me a creep jerk, but I'm supposed to feel sorry for you, boo, because you look cute with those those eyes. Foul. I call foul on you, because I still want to know where your butt... You wasn't in no coma. No. See, mm -hmm. and if I was Stephanie... Mm -hmm. See, I would be the one to be like this. Um, Can I see your hospital papers? I think I told I think I told Tia and some, yeah. some, mm -hmm. some of my friends in a private conversation. If, you know, for her to be Stephen Kayla's daughter, right? So does that. Yeah. I would have been the one to, like, okay, well, let me see the hospital papers. Oh, okay. Next thing. Where are you going at, Stephanie? Oh, I'm, I'm just going out. I'm just going out. I would be tracking this hospital like I track a DoorDash order. Okay? I would be the one because I'm not going to buy that. Because to me, like I said, I think he has a double life. He's Jada's, I mean, he's Jada's husband and ex-husband. 
I just, I'm, I'm fascinated with that. I'm fascinated. But at the same time, I told Tia this. I can see why Everett probably did what he did. Now, if they were to flip it and say Everett did this because Steffi is, Stephanie is too clingy, mm-hmm. which I think we've all seen the evidence for that. But I feel as though this is also a good way to really get Stephanie and Jada into a mix because I'm trying to remember the last time they actually had a scene together. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, it would break Jada out of being suspect number one for Nicole's um, accident. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm intrigued by it to see Chad kind of being the Chad from many moons ago, kind of little like, like, like not like I don't know. It's just like I'm like I said, I'm interested. And I think the the arrival of Everett did put something into this. Um, it's not the best, but it ain't the worst, okay? Now, when it comes to Kathleen and, and Maggie, Maggie, I pray. I pray in the grave of Victor Kariakis, you're playing. You cannot be this trustworthy. Uh-uh. As many times as I've seen you wise up, and and outsmart certain people. I know, I know you do not believe this man. I know mm. in the greater good of my heart that you mm. are not falling for this. Sarah, guess what? You won some points with me again. Yay. At least you are understanding because, well, you mean, you've seen a con before. You know mm-hmm. what's up. You understand. Okay, Constantine, so you want to be the hero. I need a hero. I like what Constantine did. That was smart. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, I get it. But I'm like, all right, yeah. Okay, you're still in Davis. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a trademark of days. Still a baby. Yeah, because he had to be the hero. See, that's the he wanted to be the hero. Right, because you need a hero. We don't have the right to that song, so that's why I'm, I'm saying it like that. I guess, obviously, this is a pump, a, a prop to pump up. Xander and and Sarah, um, and I'm I'm actually interested in in Maggie, baby. <laughs> Please don't fall. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. People will fulfill on the wedding day. She'll find out the truth. I hope not. I hope there's no <laughs> wedding. I hope there's As no. We know. We know it's going down. Company. I hope that at this point. What I need to do you 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 are old school you are old school fan. You know they go play that creepy music when they lean in for that They're gonna play the creepy, creepy music, music where, where he's upset. <laughs> See, okay, here's the deal. I think he is kinda obsessed with Maggie, obviously, financial reasons. But at the same time, I need for Maggie because I'm gonna be honest with you, okay, real talk. I am sick and tired of these women also as well, like I'm just gonna say it, with Maggie. You know how Victor Kiriakis was. You know that there's people out here who just wants to, I don't know, they just feel as though they was wronged by Victor. And, of course, like, what, all of a sudden, let me ask you a question, Maggie. All of a sudden, you find it very interesting now that all of a sudden, after these many, many years, of this man, you ain't seen this man in like ten years. You have Never not like got a phone mm-hmm. call. You ain't got nothing. 
now all of a sudden he's coming in with a with a tablecloth from Walgreens to try to give it to Steve. By the way, Steve, um, I, it's just Maggie, you're in danger, girl. You're in danger, and we try to warn you. I mean, I don't want them to get married. I don't want no. I don't even want them to sleep together. I, I, I don't, don't need to, but, to but I feel like this marriage is going to happen. Yeah. I hope not. I hope somebody comes in and be like, aha, like we know what your plot is. Aha. I don't know if somebody's going to do that. Aha. But if somebody this does that, supposed to be aha. Donovan or something? Really? Is this who this supposed to be? Okay. Okay. Shout out to Forever Today. Back back next year on, on all your streaming service apps. Miss you, miss you guys. No, but I think this is going to collide with, What's going to happen next month going into the new year as well as what the, you know, about Xander's, you know, spot in Victor's. I think that's all going to come out. But that's why I'm telling Maggie, baby, don't let him sign anything. Don't, don't get married. Don't kiss him. Don't, don't do nothing. Don't even shake your leg. You know, you know don't what? give him a toe. I, I was. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. That's gonna. Uh, unfortunately, I don't mean to hurt your heart, but I got. I'm, I'm gonna read a comment from Simone in the chat room because she's right. She said Constantine is so smart because Teresa done behind is assuming all the rest. She switched the letter and she's still in the. That's oh, true. Okay. she's still in the baby. She's still in the baby, not him. Yeah, he should tell it. This is actually like um the thing we just seen with that lady. What's that lady name? Who Talia and Collins? He just made her do all yeah. the crimes, and he just yeah, like to me, like she should have as much jail time as he breed. Teresa is a special breed, okay? Let's they really does. They really digress her character. I mean, my goodness, what character? You know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't think I, I know a lot of people are saying that, but they did. But the last remember, time we seen her, yeah. I mean, but see, I have to go back to the original, like Teresa. When but we when can't do. You have like, to have character growth. It I mean, I understand you got character growth, but again, we need like again. I feel as though yeah, you have moments where a character can grow. Okay. But you take a look at the great, the great ones, okay, like a Victor Kyriakis, like um, even Brady, even though there's sometimes Brady, we talk about you. You take a look at, at certain people who you were like, you know what, you would think you know about it. You would think, but then there's always that thing that kind of makes them go backwards a little bit, especially if it's like, okay, we know that Teresa and Xander bump heads. We know that they, that, like, no. So Teresa will always feel a certain type of way, and rightly so, towards Xander. And it's like, you know Teresa, you know how she, she is. She is a little, she, she is a schemer. I think people forgot about that. I know, do remember that. But, sometimes character growth is needed, right. but okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm intrigued with what's going to happen, but Maggie, baby, no. Oh. Well. <laughs> Gonna get kidnapped and tied up. Oh my god. What is your thoughts on them, Kim? We got the Everett, Chad, Stephanie stuff. We got Constantine who's being a real good villain with the Xander and Sarah and Maggie stuff. So what's your thoughts? Um, with Everett and Chad and Stephanie, I just I really hope Okay, so I'm just waiting on him to not necessarily end up being the bad guy, but getting to to the actual nitty gritty of what he was really doing and everything, because I kind of feel like they didn't 
saying that whole spiel and that whole story for it to be just, oh, it's true. He's squeaky clean. He's perfect. And pick right up where they left off. That's just ridiculous. So I'm hoping, and since he is Jada's ex-husband, I'm hoping that she is like, okay, you know what, since Stephanie doesn't want to investigate him or whatever and do some kind of, you know, search on him, maybe hopefully Jada will spill it all of what the real deal is and or was. So I just, I'm looking forward to all of that. So that's the only part that I'm looking forward to with this whole Chad Stephanie Everett thing. So we shall see. But with Constantine, oh, my God. I, <laughs> first of all, he's telling, and I keep wanting to say her name is Gwen, but it's Teresa. But he keeps wanting mm-hmm. to tell, he keeps wanting to tell, you know, Okay, so first he was telling Teresa that he just wanted her to do this. It's really still baby yada yada. So my thing is this, Constantine, she did what you wanted her to do. She punched you or whatever, or whatever she did. He just side of here with that little poker stick, whatever, and then took the baby, quote, unquote. So then when Maggie walks in, she sees Constantine. He's literally knocked out unconscious. So then it gets up, and, oh, I'm going to save the day. He takes off after her. Now, long, now if in any other scenario, in real-life situation, the kidnapper would have been long gone in some getaway car or something, you know? But the fact of the matter is that when they all, when the whole gang showed up, like Sarah and Xander and all that, oh, Constantine was like, no, you know, he, he was already gone, you know, to just – find this baby. So, and then when he came back, it was confused because he was acting like he never got hit. He was all perfectly fine. And like, he really had the gall to run after these people. Like he had enough energy as like a, you know, like an experienced trainer to go around to kidnappers. That was so unrealistic. I said, you all, especially you, Xander, you can't tell that something's just fishy about this, that Constantine just so happened to save the doggone day. That just, it's just not, it's not adding up. It's like, okay, if you were so hurt, go get seek help then. But you just, it, 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 it it was just clear as day that it was just so phony and stuff. And they were, I should really, really wish they would have picked up on it, at least, especially Xander. So hopefully he will. I don't know. But I'm glad that Steve and John are going to investigate him because I can't wait for the truth to come out or whatever. And then him kissing her, I'm like, oh, God. So I'm really hoping Maggie doesn't fall for the okie doke. I really don't. Um, she's she was married to the late great Victor Kidiakis for a long time. She should know better, you know, to kind of just pull it back and just investigate and just whatever. So I don't know, but I'm interested to find out what's going to happen next. Constantine, Constantine, Constantine. He <laughs> he's a piece of work, I tell you. We'll see. And well, I guess uh, I think he he is in a den, I believe, right? Yeah, I think yep, he, is. he is. He, he, yep, he should he is. be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, everyone get, get ready for the great love story of Maggie and uh, Constantine. It should be a real fun. Oh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think they should have, like, the creepy music going and everything. That's that's when you talk about some good television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. We need some evil villains again. It's been a while. So, okay. Uh, okay. This... Actually, I think we feel like anything else happened besides that poor Lena Stephanie when he said you need to fire the DEA and all. So I don't really think it's much to talk about with this. So I'm actually going to breathe past that if someone want to talk about it. We'll talk about it with the next segment. Melinda, 
trash, my goodness. So Salone and Trash is talking about the baby since they can't have the baby. Maybe it's time for her to tell the truth. Melinda said that the mother, the baby of the mother they they originally was going to have pulled out of the deal after learning about Salone past. Salone said she could meet with her and, you know, pretty much tell her about the real deal. And Trash said there's no need for it. It's just not going to work. So Salone said, okay, it's time for me to tell Eric the truth when it goes down. All the while, Leo, Dimitri, Nicole get in an accident. So Dimitri, of course, doesn't want to help, but Leo, like, nah, I have to help and see what's going on with this lady. But it seemed like the water broke and she's about to give birth. Leo helps give birth to this uh, baby here, and uh, Dimitri, just all he's thinking about is how the heck we're going to get up out of here. It was a nice moment with Leo and Nicole when she's saying, I'm trusting you, please, you know, make sure the baby gets to the hospital and all that, and she's really trusting them. To do this, so Leo gives the baby to Dimitri. As Dimitri's supposed to go to the hospital with the baby, as Leo stays over there with Nicole. Leo gets arrested when Race and Jada arrives on the screen. On the scene, you get Dimitri since he's seen EJ and Race talking earlier in the hospital. He decides not to bring the baby in, but to bring the baby to Salome. And he tells them all the details about hey, who baby this is, and pretty much what to do. Melinda pretty much, you know, thinks I think she has a plan as to what they could do with this baby. She believed that E. J. is a monster and he should and he shouldn't be raising Eric's baby. So she said they'll use the baby to pay off adoption to pay off a shady doctor. And uh, and it's a doctor that Salone successfully represented for insurance uh fraud. So she have everything cleared it out and good for her. All the while we have E. J. and Nicole who's uh they're, they're grieving right now because they're like, wait, why is the baby not in the hospital? What happened to the baby? And they're like, well, the baby never came here. So now the hunt is on for Dimitri as to where he took this baby at. Leo, and his benefit, did not know all this is happening. He's confused. He's like, there's no way Dimitri would do such a thing like this. And they're like, well, we better find him. AJ is going in there swinging saying, hey, where's my baby? I need to find this child. So in the end, we get Nicole crying to EJ and saying, I did everything right. I took all the medicines. I took the vitamins. And I and we lost two babies in the past. I can't believe it's going to end this way yet again. So that was your big story in this show here. Um, I, you know what? Uh, I'm going to start with this one and say, originally, I knew the baby was going to be Nicole's baby. I 100% knew that the baby was, you know, the baby, I just knew it was Eric's. However, this week was the first week I really said, you know what, this would be, this would be EJ's baby. And the reason is because you can't make a couple lose three, that, that's, I'm trying to remember, like, I think I was trying to think of it in the week and I couldn't think of it. I have not watched any stuff in history, so probably this is a couple who's lost three babies. Like, because you're not supposed to do that in the soap opera. I mean, you could lose two, right. but three babies, although it's not technically losing it, it's like, like, EJ is the one harm in the end, and I think what's upsetting me a little bit more is that I know that EJ is going to get sacrificed for this. I'm at the point of thinking EJ is going to find out and then keep it a secret, but I felt that scene in the end, I felt like, wow, Nicole really did fall in love with, you know, this man. I don't care how it started. I'm just caring about where we are now, and right now, Nicole, she got, she, she loves EJ right now, and the fact that she, she's just like, man, how, how can we lose a third baby? And I don't want to be rude to Eric, but Eric was off this show for about 12 years. She has, she has as much history with EJ as Eric, so I'm not understanding this logic just because she's seen Eric first 
that's supposed to be endgame. And that, I think that that's my issue with these shows. I'm so tired of these predetermined endgames that messes up every storyline. Even before, even once she was pregnant, everybody in their grandmother said, we know Erica's the father. Like, I don't like the predictability of this. I, I wish it was the way they could retcon this and say this is EJ. Because during that scene at the hospital, when they just over there heartbroken and they crying and they sad, I said, man, this was such a, a devastating scene. I think Ari and Dan... Both did an equally incredible job. Tress, what are we ruining this character for? Like, I felt ever since the whole Talia thing, she's been straight up ruined. I, I'm like, I don't even recognize the person. Okay, so now you hate EJ this much. Where did this come from where you hate him this much? You want to steal babies and act a fool. Yo, you know what? You're going to lose your license after this, too. And you also, right now, as I said, with Paulina called you out being the worst DA in history. Like, I feel like we didn't. Tress was supposed to be the character. Who was supposed to take out the bad guys? Was I always a huge trash fan? No, but I love what she stands for. Was like, I'm tired of everybody getting away with crime. So you mean to tell me now she's going to also become a criminal? How does that make sense, Days? Just for this stupid plot device story, you're going to throw Melinda Trash down the, down the, the, with the wolves? Are you kidding me? Okay, Day. Uh, all right. That, that makes logical sense, I guess. Uh, when it comes to Dimitri, I was okay that Leo really is not involved with none of this. It was literally just Dimitri, and I'm a gathering. Leo would see when when he see that baby, he would be like, wait, that's the baby I delivered. What the hell going on? So that's what I'm figuring is going to happen in that case. But DC's was good. It's just very, I'm just very <coughs> disappointed with many of the decisions that was made here. But, you know, uh, um, welcome on, Daphne. How are you doing? Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you well. Okay, great. I'm, unfortunately, I don't know what's going on. I can't call in, so I'm on. I'm on my iPad online, so hopefully, I can juggle the mute button so you guys don't hear every sound in my house. Okay, so since you're on right now, I let you go first. We down to this Nicole story, just while we have you, so you don't get disconnected. This Nicole story and all that. What are your thoughts on what happened this past week? Okay, this storyline. I have been saying this. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry, I'm nasally. I'm sounding like free and fine. Um, but at least it's not sounding like Mr. Clark because that was terrible earlier today. <laughs> but this storyline, I've always been saying it from the beginning. This storyline is bad. This storyline is horrible. If you were, I had the issue with making Nicole pregnant in the first place. If you were gonna have a baby, I was the one that said, okay, if Nic if you're gonna have a baby, that baby should have been. It should have been Gabby's, and there should have been an issue between Stefan and Lishan. But since you had to make this here with Nicole, this baby, either it should have been the catalyst to bring Eric and Nicole together, or it should have been the catalyst to say that it's going to be Nicole and EJ's. I'm still obsessed and pissed off or ticked off because it's only a little bit after eight, that you made Jada pregnant and then you let her have an abortion. A month later, Nicole is pregnant. What was the use of Jada and the abortion? Was that supposed to be the social story? Well, it was not the social story. I sometimes like it where you get what you want. Eric wants a baby and a child. He got it. He just didn't get it with Nicole. I still yet to have seen mm -hmm. 
Jada confront Nicole. But of course, the baby is not supposed to be quote unquote Eric's. It's supposed to be EJ's. Okay, so for me, you have ruined a bunch of characters in order to prop this up. You've taken you okay. I know people don't like Sloan. I was one of the people who liked Sloan because Sloan was not a Horton, a Horton, a Brady, a Kiriakis, a Demira. She wasn't a black, she wasn't a Hernandez. She was somebody who was standalone. She was somebody that you could have placed anywhere. She could have been the Sammy 2.0 to come in and wreak havoc since we don't have Allison Sweeney. Oh, that to me, and you, that could have been that. That could have been what third, fourth, fifth lawyer in town. Okay, so you wrecked that character. You wrecked me on Melinda Trask. I love Melinda Trask because her she spoke for the audience. All of these people in Salem do all of these shenanigans mm -hmm. and nobody ever pays for a crime and goes to jail for it. And she was always trying to make somebody go to jail to pay for their crimes. Now we've got her stealing a baby and giving it to Sloan. Okay. Now, Dimitri and Leo, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off and say to me, Leo should have been gone right after the, the, um, the debacle of a wedding between mm -hmm. him and what's his name? I, right. Him and Craig. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that. Dimitri was a delicious villain mm -hmm. in Beyond Salem. I don't get Dimitri, okay, Dimitri at this point now. To me, Dim I, I'm just not getting this. And that's what I'm struggling. I'm struggling because I cannot. Am I supposed to not feel bad for EJ? Am I supposed to sit here and say, well, EJ, you get what you get. This is karma. Well, because if I'm going to say that, then I got to say that for, for Nicole. And I know that sounds bad and harsh, but hey, Nicole, you basically stole a baby. This could be, this because the same thing could be said, this is your karma. So, I mean, I don't get this. I'm just not getting the storyline. I'm not getting all of this. I'm just, I'm just done. I mean, because to me, none of this makes any sense. And you guys know, I try not to call out one. I'm like, one, come to my bosom. But I got to call y'all. I got to call out everybody. I'm calling out all of the people. I'm calling out Days as a whole. Because we know everybody got their finger in the pie that's called Days. So I'm calling everybody out. This is, this is where I need network interference. Where I need somebody to say, this is bad, this is terrible. And when well, EJ goes dark... When EJ goes dark and he wants to rain hell and bloody murder on Nicole, on EJ, is to see at this point, does he actually know she slept with with, with um with, yes. with, with Eric? They did a fraternity. She knows yeah, they did a fraternity. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's right, because all the fraternity tested. So then when he goes dark and he wants to rain bloody murder on people, I'm gonna be one that's gonna stand up and clap and say, Welcome, let me get you better accommodations at the den. Well, I'm going to say probably we're watching a different show because I don't see how anyone is saying don't feel bad forever. He, they clearly telling us right now he's the victim. They want you to feel sad for him right now. Well, no, I'm talking, Nicole, I meant to say EJ. No, I meant to say EJ. No, no, that's Am what I'm saying. EJ, EJ is meant to be. Yeah, we are supposed to feel bad for him. That's literally what the story is telling us right now. We also, the dude was crying with Nicole. That was, yeah, we, we are supposed to feel bad because. 
They are the victims. He thinks this is his baby. Nicole did nothing wrong. And Nicole, I'm sorry. That's the character I can't say any karma on. Chloe held Holly for a long time. And she and she found out later on that, wait a minute, Holly is my kid. So I think of anybody mm-hmm. who's gotten karma, Nicole has gotten more crime, gotten more stuff back at mm-hmm. her for most of the crimes no, she did. I don't I'm know just, how much no, karma I'm she I'm just made. saying that. I'm just saying that if anybody's to be saying karma or if anybody's to be saying that, that I would have to apply that all around. I actually feel sorry for everybody in this. I feel sorry for EJ. I feel sorry for Nicole. I don't know what I'm, I feel sorry for, Fa- I don't know if I feel sorry for Father Flanagan, which is Eric or not, but I, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this storyline. I just think it's a bad, it's just bad for me. And that's my opinion only. Um, Kim, what is your thoughts on this story? Um, I so on the entire story to me, although I am an Eric Cole and Eric and Nicole fan, it was trash. The only thing that was not to me was the fact that she did give birth to a healthy baby. Unfortunately, they're not going to know that until whenever this mm-hmm. whole secret gets out, and that's annoying to me. Um, I did like the fact that. I, they kind of slid Eric being the one to find her first or whatever. And they had the little moment, quote unquote, I guess, or whatever, you know, about the baby. They don't even know they have together yet. Um, and then also the scenes that stood out most to me, though, however, were the scenes in the hospital with EJ and Nicole. They both, EJ and Nicole both got my Kim Cares because it was just so heartbreaking to watch them go through that. And the mm-hmm. way she was talking and just, you know, she did everything right. And I was just, it was just heartbroken. And then, hyper heartbreaking. And then with EJ trying to hold it in, you know, trying to be tough, you know, tough guy, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like, he's kind of like, you know, not want to let loose in his cry. But he just, you know, he had his moments and just trying to hold it back. But it was just, it was just, oh, it was very well done by both of them. Um, and it, it was just extremely sad. So the thing I got out of it, I mean, and although I am an Eric Cole fan, I like EJ too. I'm an EJ fan too. So this is going to be really heartbreaking, emotional too, to go through this, especially when he, when he finds out that the baby is not his and I want him to go dark. He would have every right and like more than most to go dark. So this is what, you know, he needs to do whenever this finds out. This is horrible all the way around, and it's just saddening. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, but this, I'm just, I, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, Jay, thoughts on this one? All I have to say is that, you know, enough is enough. I mean, you know, I hate to use the term torture porn. But I felt like this was just totally unnecessary. I thought that this was just, you know, tragic and sad for no reason. Like we did not have to go this route, and I, you know, and we, I felt like it was cheap Emmy reels. We all know that Ariana Zucker can act. We all know that the, um, I can't pronounce his name, but the actor who plays EJ can act. Like, why are we going mm-hmm. through this? I just thought like this is absolutely preposterous and ridiculous. And enough is enough. I mean, come on out, like. You know, I felt I felt nothing but sadness, and you know, I felt like there should be a balance. And Nicole has been through it three times already. Enough is enough. Like we trash. Candace, 
Okay, so <clears throat> let me just say right now, Ari, get your reel together for next year. However, this is a thing that, um, and I, I want to say this is not a baby switch. Because here's the thing, in order for it to be a switch, you need another child. Can't hear you that much, Candace. Come back to the water. Come back up. So I'm right here. Can you hear me? Can you hear yeah, me? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, Ari, get your Emmy reel together for next year because you brought that. However, Dave, we just did this a couple of years ago with um, uh, Sarah and them. And by the way, it's not really a baby switch because in order for it to be a baby switch, you got to switch, you know, another kid with another kid, right? Obviously, it's, you know, they hand it to, you know, somebody else. I don't like the fact that everybody has been sacrificed in this storyline for the sheer purpose of, and I'm going to say it, of Salone. I like the character of Salone. She was giving me, like, a junior version of Sammy if they want a certain direction. I feel as though, yeah, they're trying to do what Nicole did to Sammy, which, by the way, the anniversary of that famous scene was last week. I remember me saying when we found out Nicole was pregnant, I said, watch, they're going to swap those babies out. I said, because when Salone was pregnant, I was like, something's going to give. And then I was like, at the end of the day, Nicole is not going to have that baby. I didn't want, I, mm, it's like, it's good acting material, if this makes sense. But this, I'm not understanding. So, okay, Leo, I'm going to take Leo. So Liam knows the truth. Is he going to be the person that is redeemed and tell the truth? You see what I'm saying? Like, is he going to, are they going to give him the golden halo and be like, you know what, that baby, I remember that night on the sidewalk, da 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 Is Salone going to be the hero after feeling bad and guilty about it? Or is she going to be like a Kristen Demure? And for those who understood that, Michael. And then I'm looking at Melinda and baby girl. You have now taken the sacrifice pill. You're done. You are done. And if this is because you're upset that EJ got the position that you wanted, I'm going to have a real issue with that. Because, sorry, Melinda, you're not good at your job. So you, you're going to play God? Is that, is, is, you and Dimitri. And by the way, for those who say, well, Dimitri, again, you must don't know Dimitri's family because they will do some things. But I do feel as though they're giving – they're they're doing too much when they shouldn't have even gone to this point. Because, again, as a, and, and look, I like EJ and Nicole. I like Eric and Nicole. But Tia has said something almost now six months ago is that you're making it too easy for us, the audience, to know who the end game are. And not saying that EJ, that Nicole and Eric are end game. But when they have a like to me, I really do wish this baby was really EJ's because of the history. Because it would be un, it wouldn't be um, predictable. It would just be like, oh, they finally got a baby, 
especially because at that time I was like, well, EJ lost his mother. He mm-hmm. needs something, especially when he finds out that Nicole still loves her. At least he had that. He still had that baby. But now you do have a push for him to embrace his dark side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I and I mean it seriously. Let me see who's still over there. Uh, let me see. They take from about the Ron, uh, David, uh, Giselle, all y'all over there. This is the perfect chance to show me and some other people that Dan can really tackle that. Because let let it be known, Dan's a great looking guy. He really is. And Dan's been on Days of Our Lives now for, are we going on five or four or three? Oh, no, How long has he been, been on the show? Many. Like, he's How been on there for, for, for a minute. I need this material for him. I need for him to be the EJ, the dark, the dark prince. I need mm-hmm. for this to be the thing to really push him to that edge. And I'm going to be honest, Dave, and to the Nicole and Eric fans, hear me out. They are going to get a happy ending. I believe that. Mm-hmm. But I do want EJ to also have his happy ending. I want him to have something of good goodness. Because here's the thing, Dave, you ain't going to bring his other kids back, are you? Okay. But um, just saying. to me, like I said, this is good acting material. I'm just like, there was a lot of sacrifices in all this. And, yes, you had Jada. And, yes, I'm still going to feel a certain type of way about that until I'm blue in the face. Because this baby obsession that Eric has, I understand. You want a child of your own. You had a child of your own. But Mm -hmm. there was a decision that was made that you didn't get that. So Mm -hmm. I want to see how this plays out. This is a typical soap set, you know, staple of the baby, you know, and everything. But I do want to see the next step. Like, who is going to do what? And, you know, like, that's where I'm at. So. Well, is there anything else on days before we go over to Bold and the Beautiful? Okay, Bold and the Beautiful. All right, I'm actually going to start with this one here. Lee, Poppy, okay, they have a confrontation, and Lee finally reveals that she's upset that her sister could bring a child into this world, but she couldn't, and she won't let her destroy Finn's life and all that foolishness. Pretty much the the issue is that her her sister couldn't have biologically kids and have it naturally, but she couldn't, you know. Um. Okay, well... Let me uh, take back what I said last week. Well, I, I don't take back what I said last week because I actually still agree with her of every place you're working <coughs> for situations while you're working here. However, when I seen this lady crying and like, oh, my God, you can have kids and I can't. I thought, Lee, how old are you? Are you kidding me? You hate your sister because of that age your sister, boy? I said, if that's the secret that they said, oh, we dated bad people, like that's what Belle said, they could come off as innocent. If that's literally the secret, then... I literally cannot believe it. This scene was probably my worst bold scene of the week. It just was so terribly done. She's just over here crying and whining. I'm like, what are you crying and whining for? I felt zero tears. Like, she get the antique Kim kids award. I, I'm just looking like, girl, are you fine? Are you okay? You need, you need to look like you need to get mentally evaluated. That's how I felt after that scene. Oh, after that. 
I, I just, I had no compassion, no sadness, nothing during that scene. I said she needs some professional help. That, that's what I took from that scene. So the bold, terrible job. You could take Poppy off my screen. I don't really see what Poppy has added during her episodes. I see. I don't understand these perspective not 50 years later no yeah so how my sister gonna hate me for that i can't control what our bodies could do we hating over that are you serious uh-uh girl go take a seat um kim what was your thoughts on this can't mm-hmm. <laughs> i agree tia i was like wait i was like with my mouth open like that's it like okay and i almost y'all i was so close so feeling bad for Lee. Mm. Until she just snatched her arm away from Poppy trying to console. I said, oh, no. Okay, she got to go. Lee has got, this is insane. Like, she's going so overboard with this. Poppy was trying to console her. I'm just confused. You know what I mean? At this point, the fact that she chose Force of Creations, I don't, we don't even know yet why she chose her. Hopefully they reveal that. But to me, it's like, okay, Force of Creations was <laughs> one of the world, one of the world-renowned fashion houses. And then maybe she did know, obviously, that her her um, cousin was there and said, okay, you know what? You know, maybe we can try to bring the family together. I don't know. We don't know. At this point, we do not know because nothing has been done to prove that uh, Luna is a lunatic. I mean, I just don't get it. So at, at this point, I just need Lee to have several seats because she's making no sense right now. And like you said, I mean, that that's why something that you have, we have no control over that you can't, I'm confused. Like, like, because I, I don't know. She's, she's, she, she's working my nerves even more so now. So just, Girl, sit down. Bye. Next. Next one to you, Daphne. Felt for Lee. But we finally got a little bit as to why Lee hates her sister and, and her daughter so much. What was your thoughts on this? Okay. So I'm going to say this. During COVID, I started getting, um, starting to watch a lot of these K-pop dramas. These Asian dramas where everything is paternalistic it's all about the men or it's all about you've got the matriarch who controls everything and i find some of these to be interesting you know and i thought we were going to get that with days and i was like okay this could be interesting here to see this and i got this and i was like okay I see what they're doing with Lee. They, we need, because I keep saying, we need a character who's like OG Stephanie. Not Steffi, but OG Steffi. Stephanie, Stephanie, who is who used to be married to Eric and who used to come out and who used to basically control stuff and do stuff. I said, okay, we're going to get this. Lee is going to be that person. When I watched this and I said, wait a minute, you're going to sit and tell me that you are upset and you are mad because your sister had a baby out of wedlock, which is not a bad thing in 2024, and you can't have any children. This is why you are so upset. 
I could have understood if you were going to tell me that this was Jack's baby and she mm -hmm. found out that Jack done screwed. This was Jack's baby and she almost lost her job over this. Um, and sure Jack was on a shaky train plus. I did to find out this is not the first time Jack has done something to show Sheila and Ben. I, I I was astonished, and I was like, of all the soap scenarios, Brad Bell, Eminem, y'all could have given me, this is what you give me? This is what you give me? But, and you expect me to believe this? Oh, heck no. Now, I still believe that Luna has got some issues, because you can't tell me that of all the fashion houses in the world, this is the one you're going to come to, especially knowing that your mama and your auntie got beef. I'm not mm -hmm. coming to this one. I'm not going to sort of sneak around and, you know, answer some phones for somebody. Because technically, mm -hmm. Donna did not do a, a background check on this, on this girl. Remember Donna said... I just told him to hire her because she was so helpful in answering the phones, yada, mm -hmm. yada, yada. So I'm sorry, Brad Bell, you let us, you let us stay on the wrong path. Those first phone conversations that you were having with Luna and the unknown person on the phone made it feel like there was going to be some issues and something going on. And this is what we get in the infamous words of our brother Jay next. Well, Jay, you up next. I think Lee is psychotic and needs professional help. I think something's wrong with her because what we saw today, this week, was not of a rational person. Um, it was very dramatic, um, and uh, yeah, I I don't like I don't like Lee. I don't like me for a long time. But this is just icing on cake for me. She should go find some business because she totally just. Was just too much to speak, too much. It was just too much. And um, yeah, I can care less about Poppy and Lee and this baby. What happened 25 years ago? Like, girl, get a life and move on with your life. What are you doing? Trash. I mean, seriously, next. Candace? Is Candace still here? I see you on the switchboard still. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm here. Um, I, I'm still borderline about this. Because even though it was a pathetic excuse, I think there's still more to the story. That's just me. Because mm -hmm. I can see where she's upset. <laughs> because, again, okay, so let me get this straight. Help me out. Was her, her parents, Lee and Poppy's parents, pleased with Poppy having a baby or no? I don't know all that. Because I can also see where, again, like, I, I feel as though Luna is really Lee's kid. Like, there's something there because, and this is, just, I, I mean, I may be just, like, pulling something out of thin air. Mm -hmm. But I'm just <clears throat> thinking maybe it's because of the treatment that Poppy got versus Lee. Like, again, it's like, you know, you don't want to really address the elephant in the room. It's just like, you know, uh, again, like a third somebody we talk about later, just 
start rambling and rambling and not getting to rest, you know, not getting to that point. So I don't know what that's about. I I will say for me, for right now, I'm disappointed, but I'm still kind of like, something's not still adding up. As far as Luna at, at Forrester, girl, where you, who are you, what are you doing? Who are you a spy for? I feel as though Luna's a spy. I'm going to be honest. It looks like she's being a spy. I don't know why. Just, she could have left. She could have rolled out. But I, I want to see. This is one of the storylines that I'm just like, hmm, about. Okay. Brooke and Riz decide to fill a family on about Eric's trying to help. Although he doesn't want anyone to know, they think it's best for everyone to know what's going on. Eric continues to wake up in the morning thinking about how he won this competition, saying, I won, Ridge lost, and people wonder where Ridge gets his arrogance from. Okay. So we got that. So you got everybody breaking down, and Eric sees them. He don't quite know what's going on. Carter coming in here saying, hey, why don't I know about the results? This doesn't make sense. You won fair and square. Why can't we tell Eric? But it feels like he sort of knew something was going on when he seen everybody pretty much praising Eric. I think, I'm not sure. I don't think he pulled everything together, but he clearly knows it's an important reason as to why they don't know the secret. Me, I'm going to say this. Um, if, I don't believe this is in the drama cook, but if this is drama cook's last um, time as Eric, they're doing a bad job at making me care for this character because I'm at the point when I'm saying goodbye, Eric, you have a good, good night with nice memories you gave us. He is being written to me unlikable in the way but out. Every single episode... I won. I, I'm at the point where I need somebody to say, hey, dude, shut the heck up. You actually lost. You lost by a landslide, too, so go sit down. Like, it's, it's just it's getting too, it's, it's too much. I cannot keep hearing you every episode. You wake up in the morning, I beat Ridge. I mean, I thought, then you said last week you were over this? Like, are you kidding me? And now people over there say, oh, look at how Arrogant Ridge was. You go ahead, look at Eric right now. A good example as to what you're seeing on screen right there. That's exactly where Mr. Ridge get it from. Just waking up in the morning. I'm like, dude, can you calm down? Oh, no one is ever going to sit in my seat ever again. Uh, they were sitting there for three years when you were over there happy with your, your, your girlfriends over there. You ain't have an issue then. Like, my issue with Eric is he's acting like people pushed him out of the company. That's literally not what happened. He approved of them being there when they were the co-CEO. So I think the storyline ain't quite hitting it right. I think it would have hit it more correctly if it was never about help and it was about him finally saying, I'm not getting respected. But right now, Eric, uh, you have a good time. I just hope your kids come if you're on your way out. But right now, I have had nothing for Eric. I think this is probably, not because he's always been written at spurts terribly, but this is going to be ranked in my top five worst Eric writing decisions. I just care nothing about Eric as a character, and that's not the way it should be if the character is battling out. That's why I'm going to say it's not the end of him, because if so, well, man, they're doing a good job of making me not care for the character. So, Kim, you're up next. Yeah. <clears throat> With Eric, he he annoys me to the billionth power, and I feel like it's just so repetitive, and I agree with you, Tia. I really wish someone just like, you know what, shut up and knock him off his high horse because I'm just tired of every time he walks into the office of Forrester Creations, he's always making a little 
jab or a little sarcastic, a little sarcasm, you know, comment saying, oh, you, more people in my office, or yeah, that's right, you got that right, it's me, and, and my this, and my that, and this is my, you know, this I want, I, yep, I want. He's always just, and, I, and he can't, you mean to tell me he can't see the look on these people's faces? No, like, they knowing that they gotta know something, because they look so down and out, it's sad, but he's just so stuck on winning. <laughs> this is just, this was all played out horribly. It was everything was horrible. Um, love John McCook, really do. Um, I really hope this isn't his last, or I don't know what's going on, but the character of Eric is just annoying to me. And at this point, I really, really, really need him to go off in the sunset with Donna, with 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 their honey and pickleball at this point, because I'm tired of them both on my campus with this insane storyline and and what he's doing to his family. This is just preposterous, and I hate it. Well, I'm going to have to join the club and say I'm having some issues with this. I think for me, okay, so Tia, you just said that this was one of the worst, and I'm going to have to agree. This, to me, is even worse than the ED, the erectile dysfunction. And to me, I didn't think nothing was going to get as bad as that. Um, but, hey, the ED got him an Emmy. So maybe this, I, I, I don't know. I'm just to the point where I am tired of, I don't get what this whole, this whole battle was, was for. I don't get, okay, the battle is over with. He promised Donna that he was going to just let it go. Now he wants to go into work every day like he's 30 and he wants to work a nine to five because he wants to show. It's almost like he's now trying to say like, you know, Ridge, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I need to put Ridge in his place, yada, yada, yada. And it's almost coming down to me where Eric is now not for me looking sympathetic. Eric Neal, to me, is looking like he's arrogant, it's condescending, and it's not a good look for the character. But I have to go back to the beginnings and to say, Eric was that character sometimes when it came to Stephanie, when it came to mm -hmm. the models, when it came to thinking he knew what was best for everything and all of that. Um, and if anybody doesn't believe me, go back and look at that scene when Stephanie finds out from Catherine Chancellor how her father set that company up and how Eric tells, tells her, I am the Forrester. If it wasn't for me, you know, and all of this, and, and Stephanie had to put him in his place and said, no, if it wasn't for us, you know, my money, your talent wouldn't have got you, would have got you but so far. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Know if mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be sympathetic for Eric because I'm not, and I don't understand how he is clueless to his family, to the way Steffi cried, to the way Thomas is looking, the way Ridge is looking to to all of these people. How is he oblivious to? I, I was looking for him to walk into that room, that confident room, that office, and when they were standing there looking at for him to say. Well, I guess you guys know. Because it wasn't that they were hiding it. It was like they were wearing their feelings on a sleeve. So, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to like Eric or dislike Eric or, or whatnot. And I will say this about Honey Bear. I'm going to let, even though I call her Gold Digger, <laughs> I'm actually going to give give a thumbs up to Donna. Because I don't know how Donna, I mean, I don't know how Donna is handling all of this. I'm not supposed to tell anybody, even though she's telling people. Um, and how she's handling all of this that's going on. So I'm going to give two thumbs up for Donna. You know, and how she's handling all of this and then handling Eric. So anytime you give a thumbs up to Donna, that's good. Um, <laughs> um Jay, what is your thoughts here on this one? Um, Aaron is gonna be punched in the face. Um, he is <laughs> he is a a disgusting bastard, and I there's no there is no I, I I don't know. There's nothing root worthy about this asshole right now. He's just being a jerk, and for no reason. And like Daphne said, no self awareness whatsoever. How can you not see your your people suffering right now? How can you not see um, the looks on their faces? They're devastated. How can you not see what's going on? I, I'm confused. Like, how do you not know? That your children are, are and your grandchildren are suffering right now. You over there, ha 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 ha! I beat you. Like who cares? Donna been all the time, man. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, but like, yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I, I, I love Eric, but he, yeah, he, uh, it's just not. He needs to be punched in the face, quite frankly. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you guys on that one. And I am going to go to the last story of the day, which um, uh, had uh, Twitter people going crazy for the weekend and had a certain couple trending the whole week. So Liam Spencer, he goes, he's over there with Steffi and pretty much asking for a second chance. And Steffi, she shuts him down, but she doesn't shut him down as hard as he should, as she really has it this whole time. She assures him that she's not going to let Sheila mess up their marriage and she's going to stay with him and he's got to pretty much accept that. He said, okay, but he won't give up on her. He He's going to still, he's not pretty much giving up on her. That's what he said. That was in the morning time. Later at night, he goes ahead to see Hope. They have, He goes ahead to see her with her lingerie and he said, wait, what is that? And she said, uh, lingerie? <laughs> I guess she never wore that for him. Damn, we know why this marriage had some problems. But anyway, he goes in and they have a little argument and he's like, hey, do you care about Beth? And she's like, yeah, I do. He's pretty much using the Beth card to say you should not be with Thomas. And she's like, hey, this is my house. You cannot keep interfering and coming pretty much in my life all the while. We got Brooke in that office who's arguing over there with Thomas. Even brought up in a bonus clip that a lot of people ain't see. She brought up Stephanie and Lamb because, you know, that's what everyone else brings up. Hope did the same thing and said that he doesn't truly look. And he pretty much like to kind of shut Hope up a little bit. He said that he loves her. He always will. And then Hope luckily didn't buy into that. She said he doesn't love he doesn't love her at all. It's all about Stephanie and you pretty much just know. You just can't come over here. You have to respect the boundaries. And then Thomas comes through the door. She's happy to see him and pretty much she says she loves that about him, the way that he understands her and treats her. So she loves that. And he gets kicked out and he looks like a creepy monster outside that window when they over there kissing. And she pretty much 
Thomas pretty much said, you said the word love, and she said, I guess I did, and that's where it was an interesting scene here. So I will go to you uh, first, uh, Kim. What was your thoughts on this talk stuff? How did you feel as a Steam fan? And also, I, we do have some breaking news. I, I was, At the beginning of the show, I was going to tell you guys this will be the first episode in a long time that we didn't have Kim Kears, but it seems somebody wanted to save the show. <coughs> Kim Kears might be retrieved very quickly, so we'll see what the Kim Kears say about her show coming back because it was going to be canceled, but it seemed like it got saved in the last minute, but we will see. What is your thoughts, Kim? <laughs> Well, first and foremost, I am going on record. Live recording on Soap Party tonight, saying that I rescind my Kim Cares for Liam a couple weeks ago <laughs> because this was outrageous and it was uncalled for. I was like, Liam, I love you. I always will. I'm always rooting for you in Steam. But this right here, I said, I can't go to bat for you. I cannot. I can't brush it over. I, I, I just can't. I can't brush what you do over this time. I cannot. I will not do that. Friday's episode really put the nail in that coffin, the final one for what he did. I said, I, I can't do this. The birth control comment, when he asked her that, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I had to cut, I, I cut it off. I, I, watch, I watch live every day. I cut it off. I said, I can't do this. Did he just say this? Wait, I, my mind had got to be playing tricks on me. This It's enough that he's over there trying to manipulate her into just stop sleeping and seeing, you know, sleeping with the seeing Thomas, who's a grown man, who she's a grown woman, have every right to see. Get out of here. Liam, what is happening? And then I'm like, okay, so the fact that he's, oh, would you try to have a baby or whatever? He, she says, certainly not with you. I said, thank you. Thank you, Hope. Now, from as a folk fan, folk shine bright like I don't know what on Friday. I was so proud of them mm-hmm. both, Father to Brooke and to Liam. And Liam, the fact that Hope said this to Liam, Liam of all people, because, you know, she, oh, she was like, oh, I just love me some, love me some Hope. I'm just in love with Hope. But the fact that she stood her ground and she was like, it's lingerie. She wouldn't even care. She didn't care at all. She was so comfortable telling Liam like it was, you're not, this is not your place. You don't live here. You can't tell me what to do with I am grown. Okay, I love you always. Well, whatever. We got a child together. But I'm with Thomas. He makes me happy. He loves me and me only. Okay? And when he came in that house and you know he was just trying to say look you know Leah what in the fact of the matter is and yeah he walked on in there because he saw he heard Hope's voice being raised like you know come on now so he would just say you're you good which he had actually he had every right to do that Thomas had every right to do that to just to see what's going on and so the fact that Hope was just <laughs> What I loved was that whole went over there and walked over two times and stood next to them. But they were like a couple and everything. Like they were together saying, Liam, get the you-know-what out. So then he looked stupid, looked crazy. And I said, Liam, you need to look crazy. This is what you mean. You need to eat egg. Egg needs to be all up in your face because you. I, I want to punch you in your face right now. I want to punch 
him so hard, y'all. I said, see, okay, I can love a character, mm-hmm. but I can hate him the next. And he made me hate him like crazy. So what I'm so what I'm glad about too is that he walked on out sullen and sulking or whatever and looked in that cabin and saw Hope do things that she had never done with him. Wouldn't even think about doing with him. <laughs> He, the look on his face, I was like, yes, yes, yes. So now what I want for my boy Liam, now what I want, I need for him to sit back and to say, okay, two of these women that I go here and there for whatever, they're not available. And they both shut me down. I need to sit, I need to, I just need to co-parent for my children's sake, and that's it. I need to go suck on a lollipop and work at Spencer Publications for a long time and just sulk and just reflect. He really needs to, he needs to hit more than rock bottom, underneath six feet, 12 feet under, and just regroup and restructure himself. That's what I want for what my favorite character, Liam. I really need him to do that because he is just <laughs> – He's horrible. This was this is horrible, y'all. So I cannot bat for him. <laughs> y'all, he did. Okay, I'm next. I'm sorry. Stephanie. Woo, Kim, girl, I think you just saved your show. Um, so first of all, <laughs> let me go back and see. To see that's somebody who's actually watching the show who can go in and say this week I might be a little, I might be the minority. But then see something and, be, and then go, oh, I got to take that back. So let me just say this. So I went back in. <clears throat> I love watch Bold every, just about every day. But of course, I'm at work. But let me just preface this. So in case anybody that I'm working with, for some reason, listens to this, I am on my lunch hour during the time that Bold and Beautiful comes on. Got to make that. So I rewatched it yesterday. And I noticed something that this is the whole week is literally one day. Go back and everybody who say no, it's multiple days. Go back and look at what Steffi has on. Go back and look at the suit Liam has on. Go back and look at the red dress that Brooke has had on. Um, just go back and just look at the outfits that the people have got on. So I'm going to start from the episode on Monday. Okay, so we got Liam over there at Steffi's, and he's over there telling Steffi, you know, our story ain't over with yet. I still love you. Yada, 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 yada. If you get rid of Finn, I can protect you from Sheena. Yada, 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 yada. And he's sitting there grinning. Here's the issue that I had. Okay, Steffi, you sit here telling um, Liam, well, I love you too. But my, I'm right now, I'm with Finn. And I'm sitting here going, girl, this is why Liam is sitting here thinking he's got a chance. Because you have erased those borders. Those boundaries are erased. Those boundaries are blurred. And then he's going to sit here and tell you, I'm not going anywhere. Okay, that's fine. And you sitting there grinning like it's like you think this is a wonderful thing. Let's fast forward to Thursday and Friday, which is technically the same night. Now, this morning, he told Steffi he loved her and he wanted to be with her. Tonight, he's over there telling Hope, I love you, all of this, blah, blah, blah. 
And I'm sitting here going, seriously, this is why I have issues with the character of Liam Spencer, of William Spencer III. You, this morning, you sit over here telling one woman that you love her and you ain't going to give up on her. Tonight, you sit over here telling the other woman that you still love her. I was loving Hope's backbone. Now, I still got issues with Hope and it's Steffi, Steffi, Steffi. But to me, right now, I believe I, I, I could understand what she was saying, that you are giving your whole self to me. You always got this little bit of part where the door is still open. So if you get a little foothold in, that you can you back over there with her. So I was okay with that. I was loving everything and just the context of what Hope was saying. This was the first time I think Hope has ever bumped Liam. This was the, and you know, and you see Liam over there with, the, with that crazy look like, well, what's going on? Well, what's the matter? I don't like this. I'm not trying to, and there was three lines that he said, I'm not trying to control you. I'm not trying to shame you. You kind of were trying to control and you kind of were trying to shame. I had issues with the fact when he asked her, were they using birth control? That is none of your business. I don't care if hope is the cause of your marriage breakdown. Once you got separated, once you signed the divorce papers, and we got to talk about that because we learned we learned from Taylor that the divorce papers have not been filed or processed. You don't have a right to ask her. And I love the fact that she, when he asked her, did she want another child? And she said, certainly not with you. So I was loving all of the little dynamics with this because I was like, dang, Hope. Hope actually grew a backwards. When she told him, you didn't know me. And then when Thomas rolls in, now, I do realize she really has a fully 100% she loved Thomas. She loves that he puts her first. I was like, okay, I can I can go with that for a little while. So, but to see that creepy music and then to see Liam peeping through that window while they over there kissing and hugging, I was like, oh Lord, this is this gonna turn Liam to the dark side? Is he now going to challenge custody for that? For for Beth? And if he does challenge custody, is he going to challenge custody for Steffi's kid who got with kid? Because to me, I, I think I would, if Thomas is doing better, I, I don't know. Thomas or Sheila. Why? Okay. But I'm just saying, I loved it. Now, let me talk about Brooke Logan. Before I saw that deleted clip, I was like, Brooke, you know what? I think you are kind of looking after Thomas's well-being. I think you are seeing some things. You're being a pretty good stepmother and all of that. But when I saw the deleted clip, I was like, Brooke, you can go take a seat. You would still, I don't know what it is about Liam that you that, that Brooke wants. Liam, and I know, and I'm not trying to say this is mm. Liam's fault. This is not Liam's fault this time that their marriage imploded. But my whole point is, now that you know that Liam, because Liam has told everybody, if I get a second chance, I'm going with Steffi. You still want your daughter with this person? I just don't, I just never understood Brooke's rationality of why she still, why she always wants, wants hope with Liam. Is it a game? Is it a, um, I beat you? But I was just like, okay. Okay, then now I'm seeing to this part where before I was not happy, I was like, yeah, at what point 
do you let your daughter make the mistakes and learn from the mistakes? At what point you can tell her all you want to that you're going down the wrong path. You can tell her about the mistakes. You can tell her, I don't want you to do the same thing I'm doing. But to me, at some point, it comes a time and a point where you just got to say, you know what, Hope? I will be here for you. You are a grown woman with children. It just don't, it Tom, and I almost would say Thomas goes dark. You know, it's kind of your fault. But I got to sort of take a step back and let you sort of kind of live your life. Now, now, I'm not saying that's the same thing that I want Taylor to say. Because it's Taylor, I need Taylor to keep saying Thomas needs his mental health, needs to continue to work on his mental health issues. But right now, I'm just tired of Brooke a little bit with her little nagging and gnawing on this. Oh, and when Brooke, when she brought Hope the candles, and I was like, oh, Brooke, you just got kind of nasty with your daughter. When you asked her, well, do you want me to lend you some lingerie too? And I was like, okay, Brooke, that just crossed the lines. But let me just say, I was like, oh, Liam, 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 you peeping through the window. That is not a good look. And then the creepy music afterwards. This is a point where I'm going to sit here and say, I was ragging. I was saying, Brad Bell, you were terrible with the Lee story. But Brad Bell, these last few scenes with Liam, Steffi, and Thomas, this was good stuff. Okay. Um, I just want to say that Liam should watch where he stepped because he's gonna step on his face because whole crack it. Like I just, you know, it was glorious. It was just amazing to watch, you know, Liam be put in his place. Um, for so many years, we whether you team Lope or team Steam, you can't deny this man been playing games with these women's hearts for for years mm -hmm. and. Whether you like it or not, this is some payback for his ass, and it's well-deserved. Um, I thought that, okay, let me say this. I think that Scott Clifford did a great job. Uh, I think Scott, with, his, with, the, with the facial expressions, um, and, you know, I understand it must be difficult playing such an unlikable person, but, again, that's his job, and he does it well. Um, that being said, um, I I felt like Liam crossed a big line this week, and the way he talked to Hope and the way um, he demanded, you know, information, it just crossed the line. And um, he was it, it was no salvaging Liam this week. He was pure trash, and there's nothing anybody can say to me can just change my mind that you. Yes, Hope is not perfect. She has her issues. You know how she got with Thomas was, was wrong and stuff, but Liam was well, Liam was just disgusting this week, um, and it, it's his entitlement because you know whether you know some people say oh he doesn't really want help I don't know that I don't know that because I don't know what Liam's what Liam's head is you know Liam is such a such a waffler that do I now from my interpretation of it. It looked to me that he was just saying that to get hope away from Thomas, but I could be wrong. But um, regardless of that, he still did it. He still said those words. What if Hope believed him? What if Hope mm -hmm. believed that Liam loved her and they were going to get back together? And you don't really want her. You're going to hurt her, 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 her all over again. So regardless of which side it, it was on, the tree is on, 
of the tree, whatever. I don't know. Well, regardless of whether side is on, it's still wrong. And Liam is trash. And he got treated like trash this week. Hope dragged his ass and he deserved it. You can't keep playing on people's minds and their hearts like this, Liam. You know, and you know, as a Thope fan, I appreciated the the her defending Thomas. I appreciated what she said, but I'm not that far in to say that they're in love, that she's in love with them. She did not say I love you, Thomas. She said, I love basically that you love me. So we're we're still we got some 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 movement there, but it wasn't enough for me to to trust these writers that, that they're uh, interested in um, develop, developing Thope as a, you know, couple, a, official couple on this show. Um, so, yeah, Liam, you, you really, you really crossed the line with the birth control comment. You know, what are you wearing? You know, the way he kept looking at her outfit, her, her lingerie, and, and, you know, stammering like I do sometimes. Da, 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 da. Like, he just was a, a completely entitled jerk. Like, you think you're entitled to these women. You know, you, you're, yes, you're pissed off at Hope right now, and you want Steffi. But sooner or later, Steffi, if Steffi chooses Finn, you know that you got Hope in your back pocket. But Hope told you, no, you don't, and kick rocks. So, yeah. you know. You know, she said, you don't have me and get out of my house. And I love how transparent she was. I don't think that Hope was denying that she still loves Liam. They were married. They have a child together. But she don't want you no more. And you don't want her. You know, so, well, hmm, with these (laughs) writers, it changed next week. But, you know, I'll just take it from what it is today. But, um, yeah, sir, Liam, go, go. Change your pants and, and you know get some therapy, get some help. You and Lee should go, um, go um, call up the the alleged renowned uh, psychiatrist Taylor Hayes Forrester and go get some help because you know he the way he just he was gross. You know, like he like yeah, hope like you, you sleep with him really like of course. What do you think she's been doing for the past four months? Waiting for you? Well, of course. So that's what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He thinks, mm-hmm. That's what you think. These women are literally sitting, Hope is literally sitting by waiting for Liam to choose her. And like I said, oh, Liam got a reality check this week. He did. He got a big reality check. That face cracked hard. Oh, Liam. You want to say But yeah, but I I also posted this on Twitter. I think, I'm not going to even say, I think think Bradley Bell knows this. The fans has grown past Liam, Steffi, Hope, as well as Ridge, Ridge, Taylor, and Brooke. A long time ago, fans sucked it up. It literally was Team Lope and Team Steve, and it was Team Trish. It's still Team Trish and Bridge. But, it, like, I think the crazy thing about it, the Lope versus, uh, I think it's more love for Trish and Bridge than it actually is for Steve and Lope. And guess what it's telling us? If you put these ladies with different people and they know they have another option, then that opens the door. Like, let's imagine they never brought Finn and they never brought Thomas in, people would still be fighting over which couple works. So all this show, if you add in a new character in, people don't care about that triangle. Like I said, in the past decade, their most popular couples was not from the triangle. I would say Carter and Quinn. That was explosive when it first came out. Fans was like, oh, my goodness. Steffi and Finn, I'm not a huge shipper, but that was big when it first came out. We got the Rick and the Maya. We got the Ridge and the Caroline. Do they see a pattern? Then it's not the same old triangle you tried characters 
with different people. And don't every time people go to Brooke, everyone like, please bring Nick or somebody back. And I think I could make a case. I think Brooke has more chemistry with Deacon Sharp, and it's probably because it's the original actor yeah. playing it with, with Thorsten, he's not the original Ridge. But I just think it's time for the writers to realize fans have long grown past it. The fact that this is what we always wanted to see. So I would give Brad Bell some credit because I've always said he's playing with everyone's heart. Y'all ain't ever going to get taupe. And if he really puts the investment into it, this could be a couple going forward. The fact that you have her growing up, although I, I can't keep hearing about Steam. That's not why you broke up. So I'm going to still drag her anytime she says it. But the fact you can put focus on this couple and make them huge and let Liam be alone, because at this point, Liam would hope in Steffi has died out. I think a lot of people have grown past it. This is not back in the day where you could keep pulling the stunt. I agree to you. I wholeheartedly agree. I think that, you know, whether if you think about it, we're on different sides of this. A lot of us are. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless of that, it still gives us something to talk about. I don't care. I think a lot of us are fatigued with the Liam Hope and Steffi triangle. And mm-hmm. I think that's why so many people are clinging on to S-I-N-N because it's not Liam. And I think a lot yeah. of us are clinging on to Thomas because it's not Liam. I think that Finn brings a calmness to Steffi's life. I think Finn mm-hmm. brings you know, you know, she doesn't have to worry about other women. And for the record, Hope has not been the only obstacle in Steam's love story. They have other obstacles. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think she, I think she brings a calm to him, and I think that I'm, that he brings a calm to her, and I think that um, she, I think that he um, he gives her peace. And the only only issues that she's having is freaking uh, uh, that that nutcase. Um, mm-hmm. Call her. Uh yeah, Sheila Carter. So you know, I think, and with Hope, I mean, I've said it. I've seen signs of hope, things Hope has said and done in the past few months. I've never thought she would. I've seen Hope. I mean, Annika, you know, showcase her abilities in ways that I have not seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you know this storyline has brought out the best of what she can do. I think that Annika can be can, can play a, a more uh, multi-dimensional character. I think she can do romance. <coughs> I think she can do schemer. I think she can do liar. I think she can do all the things that you know Steffi and Brooke get to do. So it was it's great to see 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 Annika step out of her comfort zone of just being boring ass hope and actually mm-hmm. do some some more. So it's good for the show. So yeah, yeah. I think this this last thing. I just think this week just hopefully this is the they closed the book on Lope for a while, and that yeah. that was just a, for the audience to know that Liam and Hope are not getting back together. It's hopefully you know how Brad Bell does, but um, I, I I'm hoping that this is the end because it was good. It was it was unexpected, and you know I did not expect Hope to go that hard on Liam. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it was within the first scene. She was like, "Uh, oh, no, 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 no game is not happening." So yeah, good job. Yeah, Brad Bell. You know when we give you praise. So again, give me my new couples. Don't give me triangles. Bring me my Rick and Maya back to it while you're at it. Okay, <laughs> do do me that. All the new couples. Candace, uh, do you have anything on bold? What was the topic? 
where you guys at with this whole thing? We talked, we at the end of the show, so you could discuss all the topics if you want me at the end. Okay, let me just say this. I love Hope, but I'm hoping you stick to this, girl. Tell you why. <laughs> when I was watching those things, and I saw that thing three times, you guys, because you guys know I have to analyze everything, right? Okay. First and foremost, let me just say this. Hope is in a new season of her life, and I think she's still scared. It is one thing, and we've all done it, where we try something new, and we have our doubts. But while we have our doubts, we're also trying to prove something to people who think we're going to go back to how it used to be. Liam, does that sound familiar to you? So you went over there the same night. And you cross some boundaries. You're not used to Hope saying no to you. And Hope, you're not used to really standing up for yourself in the way that you did. And I'm very proud of you for kind of trying to, I mean, without it so many words, you kind of set up you to live. But that scene where she was like, you know, her eyes glazed, you know, glossed over when he's like, I always will love you. I'm like, that's a war in, in her to me. She's still fighting that person that really wants to say, I take you back, Liam. I love you. Now, does she care about the relationship she's in with Tommy? Yes, she does. I can honestly say that. But I think she's still trying to figure out the love part of it. Does that make sense? Because when you love somebody, that's a commitment. And we all know how she is about commitment to Liam. You know what? I'm going to do with you later. Sassy. Girl. This is why Liam thinks he can get away with a lot. Because in the morning, the same day, <coughs> when you're pouring coffee and everything, Liam is saying, you know, our love story has just barely begun and all this la 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 all this fun and all that. And instead of you saying, Okay, you know what, Liam, um, I'm kinda busy, me and me and Finn are about to have sex, so um I need for you to go. You're kinda giving him something because you over there smiling <laughs> You're giving him sort of a gateway of, okay, there's a possibility that something may happen. And you still haven't told your husband yet about those kisses. I'm going to need to talk to you later. Liam. <clears throat> this is actually what I've been waiting for for so long. You have nobody. <laughs> you thought that you could mosey on over on your white horse, and you thought because of the history, you were going to get somebody to be weak. And actually, and I'm sorry, Hope and Liam fans, don't come at me. But he knows that Hope, he knows he knows that he can easily get Hope. Sassy is like a challenge. Hope is a challenge too, but on certain on a different level. And like I said, I'm very proud of Hope for standing up and saying everything that needed to be said. But, Liam, you do realize that 
they've moved on. They have moved on. You may not like it, but both women in your life has moved on. And it's killing you. When you was looking outside at Thomas and Hope, it killed you to know that Hope actually has moved on with somebody. You may not like this person, but right now Hope does. Because unlike you, Thomas has put her first. Unlike you, Liam, Steffi is to take, like, right now, and I think Jay, you said it, she's not dealing with stress from, I mean, obviously outside of Sheila, but Sid and her, they they don't have much, you know what I'm saying? So, Stan Liam, but Scott Clifton, you played the hell out of that character. And Anja, kudos, baby, kudos. Been waiting for this. So I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what that. But also let me say this too. Liam, there was you there, no right to ask about birth control. It's not your like, uh uh-uh, uh. No. See, that's when I really got mad and took off my earrings. Because uh uh-uh, uh, first and foremost, if if she wants to open her legs to somebody other than you, that's her prerogative. That's not yours. Were you thinking about birth control and condoms all those other times? Liam, I'm just saying, I'm just asking for a friend. Not two years ago when he got a paternity test on Steffi's baby. Hmm. Up. Uh, uh, say some people in the back. Up. Uh. Yeah. Um. Anything else, Candace? Are you good with this uh old segment? Well, let me just say this before oh. you guys end. I want to say oh, this. I want to say about Eric's part. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to oh. say before you said this, I like how we sort of got two different versions with how the how Steffi's version, Steffi kind of made me mad when I felt like she didn't take a hard line against Liam. And I mm-hmm. kind of was happy that Hope took a hard line against Liam. So mm-hmm. that's all I was going to say. It was interesting how they wrote them having two kind of different versions and reactions to Liam. And I, and I okay. think that's the thing. Like it's, well, I didn't no, I was going to say wrap it up. Yeah, I was, was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, you could close this out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If John McCook is retiring, like I said, we can't stop him. I'm actually okay with the story. I'll tell you why. Because I know so many people, when they get sick, they don't want the, oh, 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 do you need anything? No. Like this Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra song, I want to do it my way. We don't have the rights to it, but you guys know the song. Eric is arrogant. He's going to do things on his own terms because this is how he's dealing with what's happening to him. And... I can honestly say I've seen that before because my grandfather did it. He kind of was just like telling us all these accomplishments, like, I still got it. I can still do this. I can still do this. I'm not old. I can still do this. So I I see where everybody is saying it's like a poor job because it's like certain things are being played. But I'm looking at it as like, okay, Eric is 
being arrogant Eric. He's he's doing the opposite of what Stephanie did when she was dying. You know, he's trying to at least control or have something. He's trying to manage something versus him not being able to manage his health. And I think we all do that sometimes. When we get sick, we get irritated. You get irritated when you're sick because you can't control it. You can't control when the germs get you. You can't control that. So with him saying, you know, I did this and I did this and this is how I feel about the company, to me I think that's a metaphor that's, you know, that's just me. So, But I will say that I, even though I don't like the fact that, but then again, like I said, if he is really retiring, I, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I just think they're just making him as a jerk on his way out. But, okay, we're going over to GH. And right now, 70% of our fans think that Eric Forster is unlikable in the poll. I agree with you guys. He has been unlikable, but we'll see what the poll is tomorrow. I agree with you fans. Okay, GH. Uh, what's what, what up here? Okay, Ned. Uh, no, I'm going with Nina first. Nina's upset with Martin and wonders why she shouldn't have him disbarred for violating the attorney-client privilege. He said that Michael already knew, and he kind of was coerced into telling the truth, but he said that Michael already knew he had some source in the SEC, so she needs to be worried about that because he has a bow's eyes on her back. Nina shouts Carly by offering to sell Carly her half for the Metro Court which is everyone is skeptical about because it doesn't make sense. Everyone except for Michael who continues to tell Willow how Nina has not changed yet at, at all. Ned gets his memory back as he remembers Nina's SEC involvement. And as a shock to everyone, it's Olivia who tells tells them that Sonny and Nina just got married, everything in life is going good, she's just happy her husband is coming back. You don't need to go ahead and tell the truth. Ned reminds her that his reputation is on the line because everyone believes he's the one who tipped off the SEC. He said he needs to clear her name. However, per her request, he would stay silent until now, but he is going to reveal the truth when it's time. Ned is no longer Eddie Main as he reunites with Brooklyn and Lois, who is deciding to stay in Port Charles for a little while longer. Okay, I'm going to go here. Everyone knows I like Nina. I've been Nina most likely through this whole SEC storyline, but I'm not a fan when you make everybody out of character here. I said it when Michael kept the secret. It is out of character for Michael to keep this secret. I'm so, No, not for, for Nina. What the heck are you keeping this secret for? Your mother is literally saying, who's done this? You keeping the secret because I don't even care if it's blackmail. To me, it makes no sense. And it makes even less sense. While Olivia would say, well, don't tell anyone. I'm That doesn't make sense. That's completely out of character. So this is when you have made this SEC storyline go on. Now now this storyline is looking stupid. We didn't see them. We, like, a month ago seen a tribute to Carly and Olivia's 15 years of friendship. So she's pretty much going to say, well, screw Carly. We're not going to tell the truth. How does that make sense? Olivia would be screaming. She would have made that phone call for Ned. She would say, no, Ned, I got this. Let me tell Carly right now when it made a phone call, showed up at the at the, the party, everything, when it say, yep, this lady did it. She doesn't like Nina. She doesn't owe her anything. So to me, this is just very terrible, terrible writing here. I'm happy Lois is staying around a bit longer, but this SEC storyline is terrible, and her offering the Metro Court is also stupid. So I had an issue with this whole storyline. Jay, your thoughts on this one? I wholeheartedly agree. I think that this storyline is making everybody look stupid and act stupid. And when you have that in a storyline, it doesn't make it's not making sense. 
I don't understand why Olivia Olivia does not want Nina in her hotel. Nina does not care about mm-hmm. Nina at all. So why would she keep this secret? And yes, people like to deny it. Oh, it's you know, it's a rewrite. But Carly and Olivia have been friends for a very long time. So mm-hmm. it's just preposterous to me that she would keep this secret from Carl, especially when she doesn't want that woman in her hotel. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm not lacking this at all. I think that if you have to make everyone look stupid for a storyline to, to happen, then we shouldn't be we shouldn't be here. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just think that um, it's it's just it's just. I'm over I'm over Grandma Wars. I'm over um all of this. Nina, just tell the creepy truth. Just tell the truth. That's all you have to do is tell the truth and and deal with the consequences. But my issue mm-hmm. is my issue is, is that um I, I, we get she's always like, you know. Carly this, Carly this, Carly this, all Carly that. You're just like Carly. So um yeah, you're just like her. So stop with this whole Carly, like you're better than Carly. We act just that just like her. And yeah, I uh, uh, it's bad, it's terrible. And once this is over, let it be over. I don't want no more grandma wars. No more Carly versus Nina because you're not going to do it right. So let this be the end. Daphne, did you watch this stuff this week? Well, this was one of the few things on GH that I did watch. And I'm sitting here going, I don't get it. I mean, good Lord, have mercy. I can't believe that Nate, that Olivia is saying, don't say nothing, don't tell. Now, if Olivia was saying, look, I'm going to go over here to Nina and say, hey, Nina, you gonna sell me this hotel, or I'm gonna pay you? I would have been okay mm-hmm. with that. You know, I would have been like, "Girl, go ahead." That's how I get Nina out the hotel. You blackmail her with that. But other than that, I'm sitting here going, "I just don't. I don't know what was going on. I don't get it. I didn't get it." Um. I, so, but oh, but what I did love was the Nina and Martin. Wait a minute, hold on. Gotta sneeze. Shoot. The Nina and Martin, because that was a conversation that needed to be had. Martin needs to Martin needs to lose his license because you violated client, excuse me, client confidentiality. So I I still say Nina should have one and then told the um the bar um and said, hey, he um he violated client confidentiality, taking you know and, and doing and doing a Lexus, you know where he don't lose his license. But that was about as much as I saw for General Hospital this week. Um, Kim, thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I just I was so shocked when Olivia said, No, let's not do it. I think she just said it's because she has Ned back and now he remembers everything and now she's like, Okay, I don't even care anymore. But I was just shocked. I'm like, wait a second. I thought her loyalty was to Carly. So I'm just surprised that she would let this go and let it slide. And then, of course, the fact that Ned said he let it go just for now. He said, I'm like, wait, what? What was the purpose of this? I'm just confused. And then 
with Michael, this whole this whole blackmailing thing, and she wants to sell, have Carly sell her entire half of the hotel. I just, I just, I think this is just insane. It's ridiculous, and I know she doesn't want to lose Willow and everything else or whatever, but I just think she needs to just tell Sonny and just deal with it. Or I think it's just ridiculous. I, I don't. I'm tired of. I'm really tired of this entire storyline already. Enough is enough. Just go ahead and be honest with your husband. I, I'm. I can't. It, it, it is. It's. It's ridiculous. And one more thing. Um, before we move on to the next topic, I, I may be alone, but I don't mind Moss Spencer working at Kelly's. Like, it, I, I. I thought you know. I. I don't mind her pouring coffee. You know. I think this is her consequence for what she did. So stick with mm-hmm. it. I don't understand, you know, and I think I've seen her interact with other characters she doesn't normally interact with by working at the, working at Kelly. So, and, you know, she is a Spencer and um, it was once owned by Spencer. So I think that Carly Schiff will stay there. I don't, I don't see the need for her to work at the hotel right now. Just to piss off Nina. But other than that, I like Carly working at uh, Kelly's. Candace, thoughts? I could care less about the storyline. Um, <laughs> I'm over it. Um, shout out to Laura Rice up there, watch for trying to make this storyline work. I am over it. Um, I, it. It's now to a point where, like I said, three talented actresses. Shout out to Wally Kurtz. But it's like seven people know about the story, about the secret about Nina and the FCC nine zero two one zero FBI. It's, it's getting to, it's like, all right, when is it coming out? Who's going to tell? What's the fallout? I need for it to happen before, like, it's 2026. As far as Carly being, at, you know, with the hotel, I mean, hey, I get what you're saying. You have no issue with Carly being at Kelly's. But considering the history here, which I know some people are going to be like, eh. I need for her to go. I need for her to go back to her 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 thing. What history? And Mecca, what history? In other words, she never wanted Kelly. She didn't want to work at Kelly. Bobby sold but, her Kelly's. I I know that I know that, but it's a difference between selling and working. So probably she could have that, right? I when mean, I'm hoping, you, you know, and it's more respectful. I mean, I'm hoping, like, I, will, I, I will say this, because I love the fact that Laura Wright did confirm that this was all happening before Jackie passed away. Now, I probably would flip my, my, my opinion if, and when, Jake, please do, do this right, when they do whatever they do to Bobby, if that was something that she left, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's different, it's a placement of of that part of the story. But I do see, yeah, Carly could have owned it, but I never expected her to work there, if that makes sense. Like, I could see her owning it, having Penny, y'all remember Penny? And then um, working there, but like I said, her pouring coffee, and yes, okay, she could still interact with people. That's great. I love the fact that they moved her off of an island where it's certain people that we already know that she's going to interact with. I like the Cyrus in her interacting. 
I like that she's sort of kind of channeling her um, Ruby a little bit. So, like I said, I'm over this whole Nina and all this because my head hurts. And frankly, my dear, we got bigger fish to fry on this show, and we'll talk about it in just a few moments. Okay. Up up next, we got Esme and Spencer who talks about him wanting this uh, her to stay and not move out. He said he could support her emotionally with AIDS as well as financially. And she said, okay, she doesn't need to move out. She could just, they could just live with the four of them. And he was confused. She said, she, he, Ace, and Trina, because Trina would not agree with this. She tells him again, it's not the right course of action and it's not fair to anyone. He has to pretty much let her go and be with Ace and they, you know, they not, they shouldn't be living together. Charles also gives Spencer some tough love and tell him that he is not a child anymore. He can't just get everything he wants. He can't accept Trina to accept this arrangement. It's not fair to any of the parties in there. And he was a lot of apologies, a lot of missed text messages, a lot of flowers. Trina didn't see those flowers because she wasn't at the dorm. We got that. We also got an aside note. This dude, uh, Adam, is starting to be a little too much. And I think Dex slowly noticed that. But then he was like, well, you know what, maybe you could train him. He's like, well, I can't do good if you aren't training me on this paper. And she said, well, hold on, you could get somebody else to do it. But she felt bad about it, John. You can't feel bad about that person. This person is doing a little too much. I can't be your tutor no more. Move on. Like, calm down. And we also did see a phone conversation he was having with, I believe, a parent of his. We, but we think we know what he's saying. It's pretty much he's saying, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing it in the right track. You don't need to worry about it. But we don't really know who it is on the other line. I'm not sure. It seems like it's just going to be a, a, you know, a random player. I don't think it's going to be connected to the cameras. But whoever knows. So we got that storyline going on where it feels like, I don't know if Adam is, obsessed with her or he I, I think it's a crush I just don't really know if he does he really need tutoring or is he lying about that I just don't really know what to think about this person Trent, Trina vents out to Ava about her frustration about this Spencer A situation including saying she's been very patient Ava agreed with everything that Trina did but she doesn't uh, Trina doesn't know where this leads her relationship. She later talks to Curtis and Marshall, who decides to be objective, and she pretty much told them the same thing. She told Ava that she had reached her limit. Curtis actually says, hey, who is the first person and the last person you text during the day? She smiles, and she said it's Spencer, and that pretty much should give her her answer about how much she loves him. I guess we'll get some follow-up to Spencer and Trina this week. But that was when it comes to the young set. Um, Candace, what was your thoughts on this Esme Spencer thing? We got a Joss and Spencer scene, then we got Trina stuff, and also this Adam stuff. I don't know where we're going here with this one. Okay, so I'm just going to start this whole thing of the hashtag. Where's Taggart? Thank you. Where's mm-hmm. Taggart? All right. I'm 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 liking this. I'm liking this. When I say this, please take note. General Hospital has had a this is the next generation. This is the drama we're seeing with couples and other individual characters and how they're mixing and matching and everything. It may not be perfect, but it's giving me something. Esme, girl. Okay, General Hospital, I'm going to take something back from it. You guys really do not know or you are going to do something with Esme that should have been done months ago. Because when she said, like, when when Spencer was like, I got money and stuff like that, I said, so does Esme. I'm like, Esme got money too. I said, I'm pretty sure Ron wasn't broke. And not for nothing, her uncle Kevin 
for those who don't know, Kevin is her, her uncle, biological uncle. Why isn't he integrating with her in this storyline? Can somebody ex- answer that question for me? I'm curious. Like, if you could give me the answer as to why Kevin and Laura are not in, in more, like, with Esme. Like, Esme should be living with, with Kevin and Laura, giving them the time of day and stuff like that. So now we're going to have Esme having, like, is this is this what's going to trigger the, the, the memory? Because we're now officially a year and five weeks with this. Okay, Spencer. Well, I mean, we don't have Cameron, so Josh is the next person to call you out. Because you need to stop acting like you're like, like, I get, look. You, you know better. Know better. Acted up. You acted like a child. Yes, you did. You had a tantrum. That's what we call them, a tantrum. You were acting like a normal, like you got to remember you are a townie too, okay? And, yes, you need to do a lot. I mean, I appreciate the calls. I appreciate the text. I appreciate the flowers. But, 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 but you need to do more. You may need to get boys to men and play at, what's the restaurant in Fort Charles? Um, no, Charlie's burned down at Kelly's. Charlie's Kelly's. You need something. Like, you need jagged edge. You need something. You need 98 degrees. I don't know if that, actually you need NSYNC. That's what you need. NSYNC, come on General Hospital. I will be gladly to be watching that day. So that's with that. Um, I, you know, I know a lot of people don't like the Trina and Ava relationship, but I think that's actually kind of interesting that Trina people does don't. have a mess. Well, because well, you know, because Ava, you know, you know, because of how Ava operates outside, I will say. To me, I actually find that relationship very interesting, and it's not it's. It's something that you would never have expected, but I'm glad that it happened. And I'm glad that, you know, she has somebody that's sort of outside of the family to talk to. When it comes to Curtis, G.H., seriously, I get it. That's her father. I get it. I understand you're trying to make this, you know, you're trying to push this down my throat. But, again, I ask, where's Taggart? Have you seen Um. Taggart? No, I haven't, unfortunately, but I do hope he's back soon. So, uh, Ken, what are your thoughts on that? Um, okay, so... Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. So, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Candace, did you, sorry. Candace, did you say anything about the Adam thing? Nope. Oh, what's your thoughts on that? You don't have anything on that? I'm interested in this because I think people forgot. We were supposed to get this months ago, but because Joshua, you know, Bernard, he had mm-hmm. surgery, so they, like, you know... Pause the storyline. See, look at that. Pause in the storyline. Um, so I'm very interested because I think we said this, like, when it was the sex tape, how he was acting around Jocelyn. Like, is this a Lifetime movie thing that we need to be worried about? Like, is he kind of obsessed? Who is he talking to? Is this somebody connected to, I'm just going to say it, to, to Sonny's world? It's like, it's jo- like, obviously, to me, Jocelyn is in danger. But I'm I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued. That's it. Okay, go for it, Kim. Um, okay, so with the Adam stuff, uh, that's 
that's real I'm actually really interested in the storyline too, only because his I guess the kind of the phone conversation kind of solidified what he's going through or whatever. Um, with his dad and stuff like that, with you know the pressure or whatnot. But then he, then I guess his dad asked him something. He was like, "No, I promise, I haven't done that, or I haven't gone back to that. I haven't." I'm like, what? Mm. Oh my gosh! So then, of course, he t- started taking, you know, popping the pills. I'm like, oh no! So his mm-hmm. and his reaction with Josh and Dex there, I just. You could tell, and I don't know if Dex is going to pick up on that or whatever. I don't know, but this is this is this is actually going to be really interesting. Um, especially, you know, I'm pretty sure that you know these young people, and especially those in college and like that, they probably go through this and then some with the, even the pressure, even in high school probably, you never know, with the pressure of their parents or whatnot. So it's just this is actually really interesting to me um, to see how they do this and how Josh, you know, wants to help or try to feel bad. I don't know, but this is intriguing. So I'm actually interested in this. It's so far so good with the storyline. Um, and then uh, with the boy Spencer. Spencer, I really need, I, 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 he really needs to get some therapy too and get some help or whatever because he's blaming or he's, okay, so he's wanting to be that father figure for Ace when, again, and everyone, especially everyone across the world, this is not your your son, it's not your child. So he just doesn't, his whole hang up is, I don't want my brother to be abandoned. Abandoned, abandoned, abandoned. And it's like, Josh says, like, well, what do you, what do you want then? What, what do you, what do you, which one? You can't, you can't be selfish like you were a little kid. You, you have to choose one. You have got to choose one. He talks about how great and wonderful and everything Trina is. And she's like, okay, well, you just did your answer. And he said, well, how come I can't have both? And he says, are you hearing yourself? Like, even Esme was like, okay, so it's supposed to be the four of us, huh? And it's like, I'm still not sure if she's halfway um, remember, you know, remembering something. I don't see. I don't know. They, have, they haven't even touched on that, so I can't even really say anything if she's for sure faking or not. Because at this point, there's no. It, it's just all honestly all just Spencer now. He's the one that keeps continuing to insert himself into Spence, into Esme and his brother's life. When just like Josh said, you can still be in your brother's life while she's living at Kelly's. So I don't know if she if he's still like well I don't know if she may take the baby she he doesn't trust her maybe if that's it I don't know but either way he needs I, I, something needs to happen and he needs to choose Trina or else because I'm glad the way Trina's acting she's not responding to nothing not responding to no text or nothing so that's good I'm so proud of her that she's doing this because he needs to learn like you know what no you're the greatest bravest best person I know, best woman I know, but you're not going to take any crap. That's what he needs to know, that mm-hmm. tough love. So I'm I'm proud of her for that, and hopefully, you know, he do some baby, baby, please, and, 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 and get, get a final solution, say, look, you're going to have to cut the cord with this whole ace thing and just take what you can get and go from there or whatever, or tell me at least what your concern is to have someone watch her to see if she don't take her, take the baby out. But either way, live your young life. That's what you need to do. So we'll see what happens. <coughs> Daphne, you have any thoughts on this?
Stephanie? Hey, I'm here. Um, I didn't watch much of much of some of the rest of the stuff that was going on, but I will say okay. this about the Evan character. I am hoping that this is not a stalker or someone who's after Josh. I would love to see it be played a little bit differently of a kid who is at college, whose parents are helicopter parents, who is not, who is expected to bring home, you know, he's expected to bring home, at the top grade is 100, he's supposed to bring home 102. Um, and that he's not handling the pressure of, of all of this. And he overdoses, he's peeling or something, because I don't know, I'm just tired of... I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm just tired of Josh being in danger and in peril so much, and Dex has to rescue her for stuff. Let's just let them have some good scenes and whatnot, and I need for somebody else to remember why we have not seen Dex and Esme in a scene since Dex has been on there. Think about it. We have never seen Dex and Esme have never been in the same room. They've never been in the same vicinity. So, hmm, GH, why don't you do something with that? Yep. Uh, Jay, any thoughts on the young set? Um, nepotism is a is a thing. It's something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see the point of this storyline. I think the young man is actually a good actor. My thing is. Storyline is stupid. Is Jocelyn stupid? You can't tell this boy is unstable. Why would you want that in your life? Like, how mm-hmm. dumb can you be? And this same boy that was teasing you about your sex tape, are you a button for punishment? Like, what the hell is this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is trash. And did you ask me about the trend and special stuff yet? Yeah, the same stuff. It's the same young set. Yeah. Listen, unpopular opinion. It is not Esme is not the problem. It is Spencer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to the Sprinter fans. Y'all can't blame Esme for how this idiot is acting. It's, this is all on Spencer. He is doing his BS himself. And if Esme got a master plan, it's all she has to do was kick back and watch the chaos happen. Because he's doing it all by he's doing it all by himself. So y'all can keep on Esme this, Esme that. They need to get Esme away from no as Spencer's get away from Esme. Spencer's get life and, and focus on him, he and Trina and not focusing on um that baby as if you know he can't see that baby uh, after school or whatever the hell he does in, in, during the day. And, and the baby is his is his is his brother and Laura's grandson. Mm-hmm. Of course he's gonna be in this life. So what's the issue? It's just stupid and all the drama and stuff that Sprint is going through right now is all because of Spencer. So, just mm, blame him. Um, Cody over here, Sasha admits to having feelings for him, and then later on he decides to tell her about his feelings, but she quickly shuts him down and says she's still grieving for Brando and isn't ready to start anything. And since she doesn't know how long that would be, she asks him not to wait for. He also said she he don't need she don't need an ex, but he will wait. Something with Finn and Liz going on. I forgot. I think it's Finn getting sued for something. I I, I kind of forgot a little bit about what's going on. I think he's 
getting sued for something, but that's what's going on with that story. So I guess Liz, uh, Liz is more of the support person for that storyline. So what is our thoughts on, I guess, the Finn storyline and the Cody and Sasha thing? Uh, I'll start with you, Kim. Um, okay, so with the Cody and Sasha, um, I, I was a little bit disappointed uh, that she was like, well, you know, I'm still mourning, but obviously you can't be disappointed because she clearly you saw her husband and her child. So that's it's like, duh, you know what I mean? Of course she's going to still be going through a lot. Plus she's been through a lot with all the whole Gladys stuff anyway, too. So I get that. I quickly changed that kind of feeling, you know, mm-hmm. a little disappointment that definitely turned around quickly. Um, so I'm really, I'm actually now proud that she's doing that and she's taking that stand and just kind of healing herself first, which is first and foremost, mm-hmm. yourself first before others. So that's a good thing. I'm proud. And it was so cute how Cody was like, you know, I mean, of course I'll wait, you know, I'll wait for you, I don't care, it was just whatever, it doesn't even matter, like, whatever, whatever we are, whatever we become, it's fine, so I thought that was cute, sweet. so I love them, so that was good, um, and then with Finn and Liz, ugh, I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was just kind of random to me, because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, Siri and Portia called him in the office because a patient's family is suing him because mm-hmm. of a late diagnosis or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's random. And now he, you know, he's kind of like, um, I guess suspended or whatever. He can't do certain, I mean, he, you know, he, he can still treat patients, but do certain cases, like kind of like low level cases or whatever, as they said, mm-hmm. and he's got to go through the proper protocol, protocols like that, you know, with it and everything and go through the proper channel. So now Liz is going to help and do everything she can to help him and this and that. So, I'm like, uh, this is the storyline you give them. Like, uh, okay. Like, it was enough that they're just <laughs> blah anyway. So now I'm like, this, uh, where are we going with this? So, uh, I don't know. I mean, with Finn and Liz, next. Thank you. You used to love them so much. How, how times change. Um, I know. <laughs> I would say with Cody and Sasha, you go ahead and wait. I wonder when it hit one year, are you going to still be waiting? But then again, Cody, it's not like all the women are tearing down the door. So you know what? You go ahead and wait, Cody. Um, right. Candice, what, what is your thoughts here? I actually enjoy the fact that Cody and Sasha are kind of putting a chill on whatever there is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, here's the thing. Sasha really hasn't grieved, grieved. And when I say mm-hmm. grieve, grieve, I mean without the pills in her system. Okay, uh-huh. she's detoxing, and with that detox, she is refilling everything. And again, she's just getting kind of her life back together, but she's still going to, just like in real life, you're going to have triggers. And sometimes those triggers will hold you back. So I appreciate when, you know, Cody, you know, said, oh, I'll wait, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, that means he really does care. I swear, Cody, if you mess with her, you're going to have to deal with some people. Just saying. Um, so I enjoy that. Finn and Liz. Greatest couple on the show. Silence after that. Excuse I, me. Um, okay, so am I supposed to care? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at, because, okay, so Finn has a lawsuit with somebody that I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. That happened off screen, correct? 
yeah. stabbed North Korea. Right. He's, is, he is he talking to his father who's dying? Well, I don't think we see Gregory all that much to begin with. But yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> so thank you, Jay, for doing my point. Okay, so then you got Elizabeth Weber, Jean Weber, who is, uh, from my understanding, is she going to sacrifice her job to help him? Is, is that what we're doing? Because if you're going to help him, what, what kind of help are you going to do, Elizabeth? Are you going to be a supporter or are you going to do something to risk your job for him? Because if you do, I have some words for you. I do not understand. Let me be very clear about this. I like Michael Easton. I like Rebecca Hurt. The character of Finn, to me, you can have him, but there are certain things that he's ran out of, like his expiration date. I don't understand what, like, what is this lawsuit about? Like, is this a, it's like, is this filtered because quote unquote people was on vacation, so you need to like, you know, create filter to keep from, you know, for like, you know, kind of continuing something? I don't know. I'll be honest. If this isn't something big, I really don't care. So, yeah. Next. Jay, thoughts on these two stories? That's the next is probably coming. Um, that's the the the. the... Momentum that Sasha and Cody have had is dwindling. Um, and I, once again, GH, you had something and you just, yeah. So what I did think about about Cody and Sasha is, is quickly fading away. Finn and Liz, next. I can care less. Ah, next. Anthony, any thoughts? Well, I'm going to be the lone wolf over here and hope I don't get canceled because I'm okay with Liz and Finn. I want to see what this is about. I'm wondering if this is going to be one of those little mystery things where somebody's trying to get money. I don't know. So I, I don't have the, the dislike of Liz and Finn that some people have. So that's one of the things I'm kind of interested to see how it goes. And I'm ducking my head and running out the room. That is okay. Uh, now we got last two stories of the day. Anna tells Jordan and Dante that the stalker is Charlotte. Laura and Valentine finally decides to go through Charlotte writings, and they see a lot of the letters are written by Victor, where he's corrupting Charlotte's mind about how bad Anna Devane is and what she's going to do to Valentine, and that she's going to cause him harm. So they put together that she, Charlotte, is doing this because she believes that she is protecting, uh, you know, the father, Valentine. Sunny and Anna also has discussions, and she says she doesn't want to push charges against Charlotte. She already thinks she went through enough, and I really think they had a – it was a good conversation where no one was judging because I was going to say, um, Sunny, if you judge Valentine, don't forget why Michael went to jail because all y'all behinds was keep the secret. So all you, most of these that, – that, I think that's the issue. Although I know what Valentine did wasn't 100% right. A lot of the characters did the same thing in the past or would have done the same thing if they found out it was their kid. They would have deleted the video. They would have done everything. That's why I'm having a difficult time really going into Valentine that much because everybody in the show will be a hypocrite. Now, we also get uh, Austin having a tough day. He's getting threats left and right from Cyrus and then Mason and then Ava confronts him about the lies. He told her with no, as well as knowing Nicholas was alive and he said nothing. He said his feelings for her was very real. She doesn't believe him and told him to get out screaming. Everybody in the room heard that scream. My goodness, being outside. Austin goes down to the station to tell Dante that he's going to be a dead man if anyone finds out that he's revealing all the evidence he has. 
after a long day, he returns at home. And if somebody he recognizes, he talks to pretty much like, what are you doing here? We hear a few shots get fired, and it ends with him laid out bleeding. Who shot Austin? Is he really dead? And also, I just put together, don't we still have to know who the heck shot at, 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 at the Metro Court? Because I'm going to assume that was not Charlotte. So I'm, I'm curious, is Char- this is what I'm curious with. Is Charlotte the one who probably only did the, I'm going to that she, I might be wrong, that she only did the painting and the other stuff. I'm not so sure if she did the burning of the house down. That, because I, I don't know that if she burned down the house in the Metro Court shooting. The burning the house, I'm not 100% sure, but when it comes to the Metro Court, I definitely 100% don't believe that was Charlotte. So I'm going to go with you first, Candace. What is your thoughts? Do you feel this Austin? Because I guess everyone's saying we've seen the shoes. I think that's what we see when somebody burned down in the house and with the shoes. Everyone is comparing that. You think these two are connected by any way? Is Austin really dead? Who do you believe? If it's different things, who do you think has shot in Austin at this point? And and Anna's not pushing charges. So where do you stand on this here? First of all, I'm going to give you a round of applause because now you're understanding about, like, a writer. You're understanding something that, because you just now said about something that we said about those shoes. Oh, we got feedback. Go ahead, you go, go ahead. Okay. There was something, again, and this is why General Hospital, I give you a lot of grief about the shoes. When you showed me those shoes, it was not a child's shoes. It wasn't Shawshaw's shoes. It wasn't her feet. It was somebody else, a male at that. I'm hoping, obviously, Shasha is not alone in all of this. So whoever it is, and like I said, I have my suspect list and everything else like that. When it comes down to Austin, all right, side note, let me say this right now. We do not know if Roger is off of General Hospital. I saw a lot of people posting the video that he did a couple of weeks ago. He was not talking about that. He was talking about Franco and Liz, Okay. If this is the end of Austin, and we're about to do a whodunit, I'm just going to wait to see what happens. Because I feel as though, I'm sorry, D.H. When it comes down to stuff like this, you know how I feel about the fake out in the sense of, do I think somebody really did Austin in? Yes and no. But I also have to look at some other things, too. So I don't know what to think. All I know is when I saw him laying on the ground, I was like, okay, so um, is he going to move? Um, is he going to get up? Did he get shot? Or is it somebody's fantasy? I really did think that. I was like, this, you know. Because, again, this is not the Friday cliffhanger. This is a Thursday. So I, I'm curious as to that. Um, and in that press charges, I understand why she didn't do it. I get it. But, again, I would have. That's just me. Uh, I think I got everything. So, yeah, like I said. With a the daycare teacher, that's so sad. So sad. Well, no, I mean, here's the <laughs> thing. Okay, let me let me just say this. Again, when you go into somebody's house and the person that you're going in their house is already paranoid, there is a 50-50% chance something happens to you. Am I lying on that? 
when you go into somebody's house in the middle of the night, dark as it is, there is a 50-50% chance that something will happen to you or to that person. Do I feel bad of regarding that Victor's influence on Shaw Shaw? Yes, because it plays on Shaw Shaw's thing that she keeps saying. She wants her daddy. Out of the two parents, her father is more involved than her mother. Hashtag GH, wake up Lulu. Okay? Because I, I don't get this. This should have been the thing to wake Lulu up. Like, put my daughter this out I'm coming out. So I'm going to see, like I said, I'm going to hold my thoughts about the Austin thing. When it comes to Shasha, like I said, I would have trust Shasha. But I feel bad for him. Actually, wait, Kim, who, who, who did you say got Kim cares? Oh, it was Nicole and EJ. Oh, I've got okay. Stephanie and Tommy, too. Mm. Okay. I was going to ask, can, can Shaw get, like, an honorary? For what? No. I was just going to ask. Nah. What kind of shit is that? I asked him. I asked him. Okay. No. No. For what? Honestly, for what? I think we got some veto power going on here. Veto. The reason that I said the reason that I said that is because again, not for what she did to Anna. This is why I'm saying this. But again, Victor, Victor had punched Victor, Victor labeled her. Oh, no. So this is the woman who just sit here and said you would press charges against Charlotte. Now y'all just go in her room and look for stuff. I'm like, 
the moment I, I want to know is the, in my household, the moment they called, they even thought I was doing something fishy. My folks was in my room looking to see, does she have a diary? What's she doing? Um, let, let's get, we're going to have to put her into a facility or, or give her something other than Kevin to, to, you know, but with that. So no, I can't, I don't, I understand Fanola. I mean, Anna, I couldn't have put, turned her in, but she better get some help though. And Candace, what? I'm shocked at you. You you deal with kids all day long, and you want to put a kid in jail. <laughs> I mean, look, you guys. She want to put her in jail kids. and Kim Kia. She want to do both. It's the thing. It's the thing. You can't. You can't. It's like the Hernandez brothers. Like I'm joking. Oh my God, have mercy. Now you forgetting that. Uh, you know what? Let's go to the next person. Uh, Kim, go for it. The person who would not be giving her Kim kids. But go ahead. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, Candace. I can't give her Kim kids because regardless of whether Victor manipulated or not, it threw a letter. I just wish, I don't even know. I just wish she would have trusted Papa to go tell him, <laughs> look, this is what, this is what a letter I got. This is what I got. So and Papa sent her away. But still, though, she still had, and she told, but she spilled the beans. She spilled everything to Jake. She told him everything. How come she didn't tell her dad, her papa? She didn't tell him anything. She should have at least said it. And then also, she knew that Anna wasn't going to do nothing because Anna was nicer. I mean, come on. It just, I just think it was ridiculous. We, either way, the fact that Victor had that quote-unquote power to do that through a letter and a tarot card, no. If I would have saw that, I mean, okay, you can't, you can you sit there and, t I don't even know this, but does Charlotte, has Charlotte known or does, has anyone told her about all the things that Victor has done, though? Like, is she aware of everything that Victor does? So, she does. No, she doesn't because actually that would be rewriting. She called out Victor. She did, she couldn't stand him. Remember when she was in the state because she started to notice that she was probably kept hostage. She said, why can I see my dad? So, yeah, she did call him out. So she do know that see, he was so not she, a good man. Right. See, so that made her. She does know man. that. So why trust this man, though? Why trust him? Seriously, why trust? I know she done heard plenty of conversations do for people about Victor. Yes, she so has. I just, just, you know, so it's just that just not adding up to me. So I can't give her Kim care. What she done? It's just, just it's absolutely just it's preposterous. I just I love using that word, Jay. I just got to. It's just <laughs> insane. I can't use. I can't do that to her. So no. Um, and then with Anna and not wanting to press charges, I definitely understand that too. Why she wouldn't want to. Um, do that, uh, <laughs> but I just, uh, I, I, I just, it's gonna be a rocky road for Ravana, definitely, because um, mm -hmm. she keeps saying, you know, I'll never forgive him, you know, he never he did tell me and everything, which he, which she has mm -hmm. every right to feel that way, you know, he should have told her, but uh, this is just a sticky situation, especially, but you know, if in all in all, I really admire and appreciate Anna and Sonny's. BFF chemistry. I like that term, Stephanie. BFF chemistry. That is so great. She has someone to talk to, to vent, and she just knows that either way, Sunny's got her back regardless or whatever. So I appreciate their friendship so much. I love that for them. And I mean, we'll see what happens next. I do get it. I don't feel like she should have charges pressed against her. I, I, I definitely wouldn't. I understand why she doesn't want to, but she definitely needs to be 
I don't I don't know. Probably we have that 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 manipulation or whatever that that spell or whatever reverse or something. I don't know that Victor did, but she just doesn't get any Kim care. She this is just uh, so such a wrongdoing. It's insane. So I just can't with her. I can't, Charlotte. No. Huh. We appreciate you, uh, Daphne. Did you already say everything you were going to say with this? Or you need to add more? Oh no, I've said everything. Jay? Uh, I'm sorry, what's are we talking about right now? Charlotte, one who's not getting Kim Kears, thankfully. Goodness. Oh, um, no, she's not. Charlotte, <laughs> n- listen. Charlotte, no, no, she's not getting Kim Kears. I I understand what Victor did to her, but until we get some more information about the shenanigans she's been pulling, uh, I don't think she's getting Kim Kears. Um, I did love the Anna and Sunny scene. Um, so yep, that's it. Okay, I think. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't even add the Austin stuff, too. I forgot about that. With Jay, what's your thoughts on the Austin thing? Now, I backtrack to you because I don't think you got your say in it as well, Kim. But yeah, I backtrack on it. Um, Jay, what is your thoughts on it? Do you think he's dead? Do you believe the shooter in the person who burned down the house is Charlotte? Like, what's your thoughts on these things? Is it connected or? I'm gonna wait and see on Monday's episode what happens, and, and, and then I'll form my opinion. Um, I, I just, I, 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 I just think that um, I'm confused. Um, and with all the stuff circling circulated about Roger, um, I'm gonna wait to see what happens on Monday and see what happens to see the form an opinion about the storyline. I'm a work Daphne, you didn't mention that. You think he's really dead? Do you believe this shooter for Austin connects with Anna or is these is Charlotte, clearly I don't think Charlotte's the shooter at all. Do you believe Charlotte still burned down this house? Or you just believe she did the mirror trick and everything goes coming up? Okay, so let me talk about Charlotte first. See, I've mm-hmm. watched too many forensic files. I've watched too many true crime TV stuff. So just because I see some men's shoes don't necessarily mean that a man has mm. shoes on. Because I've seen okay. too many things where go ahead and you watch the forensic files and somebody put on some big shoes or some shoes in order to confuse everything. I could see when we get to this and we see the shoes and we pan up and it's still Charlotte. Or we pan up and it's what Jake. Um, you know, because wasn't Jake the one that was kidnapped too? Wasn't Jake kidnapped by Helena and brainwashed or something to that? But I'm just saying that she could have showed him a flashcard and boom, there it is again. I don't know. So I'm just interested mm-hmm. to see to see this storyline through to see if Charlotte. Now, do I believe that Charlotte shot at Anna? That I don't believe. That I still think is all that Pikeman stuff. That's going around, and with my with my hubby number two, Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Now, I really don't care who shot Austin. I just don't want it to be my hubby Cyrus. Um, I wouldn't mind if all roads lead to Cyrus, but I don't want because I because there's so much Cyrus needs to be accomplishing and doing on the show. I don't want him to be going back to jail for murdering. Um, Austin, you know, for that thing. So, and if, and if, and if Roger is gone, then in the infamous words of what's the what's the group? Is it NC back Backstreet Boys? Bye bye bye. I'm gonna work back to you. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on this one, Kim? 
You know, I I I think he is dead. I think it's only because they showed him bleeding out in the from the shaft. Yeah. So I really do. Unless the ambulance comes and rescues him and work on him, and the ambulance while they're on the way to the hospital, you know, then I just don't see him surviving a, a, a chest wound, like literally with no help. Unless we, unless you know, I know it's not the cliffhanger, so unless tomorrow we'll see something <laughs> different and something someone arrives miraculously, I don't know. But also from the shoes, too, I noticed that definitely wasn't Charlotte or anything like that or anything, anyone or whatever. But I feel like, it's, okay, here's the thing. I feel like it's either Ava or Cyrus with with the mm-hmm. whole author thing only because and it, 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 I, okay okay so with Cyrus he no one even knows well Ava does you know that he's the pikeman or whatever or he's the one that was you know in charge of everything literally so he can always walk around with his chest high and head held high and it has everyone else doing his dirty work so he's in the clear anyway, because he probably has one of his many men or many goons or whatever doing his dirty work. So we just never know. But either way, Cyrus is always going to be good because he's always covering his, himself too. So even if it is him, he's good. You know, that put it in motion to be done. Um, and then, of course, with Ava, she just had that you know, horrible conversation with him, that heated argument, and maybe she got mad, followed him, I don't know. He did go to the station, though, and tell Dante that he was going to confess, so it was someone who followed him and knew what he was going to do or something, but I just, I kind of don't feel like he's alive, like, so unless something miraculously happens tomorrow, but that's why I feel with it. We'll see. Okay, anything else with GH before we head to Y&R? Okay, that was good. And I say I don't um, also wait till Monday to see what happens. I do sort of believe Austin is dead since it feel like it's going to be a whodunit. I don't know if you could do a whodunit unless he's in a coma. That's the only way you could do it because clearly he's seen the shooter. He knew who the person was. So coma or dead right now. That's what I got. And if he's dead, I don't need to see another character. And also, I don't think Austin was a failed character. I believe they made it fail by not sticking into what they brought him into. He was brought in as a quarter man, and we didn't see him interact with a quarter man for like eight months. I don't quite understand. What did you bring him in as Gelton Hawthorne? They didn't even give the man a chance. I loved his rivalry with Brooklyn. They didn't follow up on any of that. So they failed the character. Never to me gave the character a chance to work. That's how I feel about it. So uh, why not, Tom? This is this so this so actually had people really talking this week. To be honest, you know it's good when Why Not is close to winning the poll as well for best soap of the week. So it's so a lot of stuff's happening. I will say this: somebody must have talked to Joe Shelby and lit a fire under his butt. I'm just saying um, because this probably was by far suspect TV. Do you hear me? Suspect this. And this, it's not because of what happened on Friday, but this was giving me something. So I want to start with something that I never thought of. But actually, actually, I've seen it, but I actually feel as though he meant it from the heart. It is probably the second scene of the week. When Adam sat down with his father at Newman Enterprises, Adam acknowledged that his, that, that his father had believed that Adam had planned to betray him. We all know that. Victor was happy that Adam didn't portray him. And guess what, y'all? Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your seats. Hold on to your underwear. Victor praised Adam 
for stepping up to protect him. Adam admitted that he was deeply hurt by Victor's decision to dismiss him from, you know, the joint project that Nick and Sharon did. And, yes, Adam admitted he plotted to tear the company apart. And Victor was like, well, yeah, I kind of figured that out because, you know, you're Adam. So, you know, they, you know, Adam explained to Victor that because of his new path, his new path in life, because I, I guess he's still going to therapy, he started having second thoughts and considered that him and Victor had hurt each other in the past, and he is ready for a change. They became emotional. And he was, like, saying, I'm not ready to lose you. And he was like, despite everything, you are Victor Newman. Nobody can mess with you. You are Victor Newman. I'm just going to say that. Before I get to Victoria, I was pleasantly surprised at the thing. Let me explain that, yes, I still want Adam to say F you to the family because I feel as though this is, this is sort of what I've been talking about is that, okay, Adam, you didn't do anything this time, but there's always next time. However, this is probably the first time in a very long time that I actually saw Adam. Let me say this. Adam and Victor on the same level of we are family. We are a united front where we have to be. And you are equal to Victoria and to Nick. I thought those were good things. And, yeah. And you also got to see that, Adam, like, if something, God forbid, ever happens to Victor, Adam is going to feel a certain type of way. So, Tia, what did you think about this? Um, this was my favorite. Now, this, this is actually my favorite scene of the week, or do I know And it's because I didn't watch that certain show. That's probably why. But when it comes to this, this scene was such a nice shock. Like, just when he said... You know what? This is your brother. You as much as a Newman as all of them. And if Victoria doesn't like it, then she, I will let her walk too. I said, oh, I was on fire. I hit up everyone. I had to post it on Twitter. I was so happy. Watched that scene about four times. That one is in my DVR because I'm sure I'm going to watch it again tonight before I go to sleep because that scene was just the fact that Adam needed to hear it and Nick is over there with his nose up. I'm like, Nick, you need to sit down. Like, even he going to say, what has he ever done good for the company? Amnesia time, Nick? Like, your hatred for Adam is making less sense at this point in Victoria. Can't even roll up to bed without being upset. But since you're speaking to Adam in this scene, this scene was perfect. I loved it. This scene was just, it was like I felt that what us Adam fans has been waiting for because he's proven everything and they keep treating him like trash. I, I would say, unfortunately, I wish that Nikki was in good condition because she needed to hear it too because she keeps trashing his son in front of him, and I don't think he should be allowing it. Y'all not going to keep trashing Adam every single second, especially when Victoria has been getting away with a lot of stuff that's been going down. Love this scene with my scene of the week. Uh, Kim? Yeah, I, I definitely concur. I agree completely, Tia. I, this was great. I, as an Adam fan, I was so happy, and I just, again, I just will always forever go back to just how Mark hand, uh, just handles all of this, even in, in being in character. 
as Adam. All this crazy hate from the other characters and kind of parts from Victoria and Nick because, I mean, he probably has, I wouldn't even be surprised if he has to get his head right before he goes home or something every day because just the amount of hate and just the words they say to him, how they act, I mean, they're all phenomenal actors. So it kind of makes us feel like they really do hate him in in real life. That's it comes off. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't fathom the way they hate this man. They hate that he exists. I think I've come to that conclusion that they literally hate the fact that Adam Newman exists. I, I just don't know any other way to put it except for that. And just the way that Nick just looks at him when they were in the office, especially and say, you know, you know what you say, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter what I say, whatever. Richard was like, well, just try to go ahead. Well, I disagree with Vic. I don't, he should have anything. What happened to start at the bottom? I'm like, Nick, shut up. You need to be starting dog on bottom. And at this point, oh, I cannot believe I'm about to say this, y'all. Oh, I wish Nick and Victoria the ones that were kidnapped and unconscious. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that's the truth at this point. So, Team Adam, kudos to this week for, for Adam. I'm I'm just so happy for him. So he's proved himself. I'm I'm happy. I'm loving it. Jay, I think Jay is out. He's not here right now. Okay, I'll stop project. Daphne. Okay, <clears throat> so again, let me preface this. I watched most of Young and General Young and Restless this week on my lunch hour. And let me just preface. Yes, I'm still working from home, but I'm on my lunch hour. So if anybody's got any issues, I'm on my lunch hour. So let me just say, I hadn't watched Young and Restless that particular day because I was busy. All I know was Tia said. You've got to watch Young and Restless today. And she posted a little clip for me. I cannot wait till five o'clock comes so I can watch so I can watch it because for some reason I recorded it on my DVR. And my DVR is acting jinky. And I'll tell you why it's acting jinky. It's acting jinky because Comcast keeps telling me or Xfinity keeps telling me I need an upgrade. And I don't want to lose my current DVR. Because I got so much stuff on here that I want to watch that I can't find on streaming or elsewhere. And so I've been in a record and sometimes it won't record. But let me just say the best scene, uh, one of the best scenes of this week was when he, Victor told, told basically Adam and Nick that he didn't care. They, that Adam was family, that if Victoria didn't like it, she could walk, and he let her go. And I was like, wow, for the first time, you actually saw Victor just basically say he didn't care that Adam is family. And I was loving that part. I, To me, Victoria has gotten on my nerves, and she has the nerve to say, well, Adam has done this, Adam has done that. Adam should not be part of the family. Now, I'm just going to say, I was watching this whole story back when it was Hope, back because you got to remember, Victor allowed Hope to not let him know he was the father and all of that stuff. 
But Nick, I feel like Nikki, and this is part of the reason why sometimes I can't stand Nikki. Nikki hated Hope, and she hated that kid of Adam. And I think she kind of bred that into those children that Adam is this bad person, and Adam is not. Adam is not likable, and because these kids, no matter what, and like Adam said, no matter what, and I was like, okay, Josh, you've been listening to me talk because he said, no matter what I do. And everything you're still no matter how long it's been, you're still gonna hate me and think that I'm evil or I'm bad. And and Nick had a nerve to sit there and go, uh huh, yeah. And I wanted to say, I I just can't stand the character of Nick. Nick and Victoria will never get into the den. I'm sorry, it's like I, I got a fan against them. I don't even know if I'm gonna let either one of them in the smart den anymore. Um, right, because they. They're so they're just so egregiously bad that I just can't stand them half the time. So I was loving this. I was loving the fact that of how Victor was like this, and this is going. This is how it's going to be. And and Victor made a good. And Victor is sort of foreshadowing what's coming when he says that when we all stand together, we are invincible. You cannot beat us when we're all together and we're all working as new ones. And I was like, oh Lord, we know what's coming up. So I was just loving this and Victoria just gets on my nerves. I just want to say, girl, your hair's looking good. You, you found a brush, but man, your attitude still stinks. But I was loving Victor this week, loving Victor. And speaking of Victoria, now see, a couple of months ago on this show, I said, I'm going to wait until everybody has their downfall, and I'm going to jump on Victoria. This week, Victoria was a full princess, literally, when she was like, oh, okay, so you know what? I'm going to walk. If Adam is in power, if he's is gonna walk, you know, gonna work over here, and then she was like talking about Nate and everything, and then Victor was like, um, Nate had made a power grab for Victoria and for himself at you know Victor's expense, and then Victoria was like, well, Nate cared about you and he was looking out for you and stuff like that. So then you know Victoria was like explaining that she didn't want to see her father sent away, and Victor. Victor had to be 100 with her. I actually think this was my third favorite scene of the week. When he read the following names. Billy. JT. Oh, yes. Ashley. And Nate. Saying, your choice of men is not, you know, like, uh-uh. And Victoria was like, oh, we're not going to talk about my personal life. Because that doesn't have anything to do with it. And then Victor was like, no, boo. You belong with the company and the family. And it's about time you focus on what was important. So then Victoria was like, uh, okay. So then that's when Adam and Nick came in. And Victor was like saying that Adam was going to, you know, it was about, you know, him being on the job and everything. And then Victoria was like having a moment. So she walked away. And now she's over there talking to Nate. And she's like, I don't know where I belong. I don't know where I fit in at. See, where does Victoria fit in at? Where does Victoria fit in at? Yeah. Um, I would say this. Uh, I disagreed with him completely with um, 
Philly. I, I disagree that that's a mistake in men. No, they have kids together. They had a good relationship, and he just tried to destroy it because he was bitter and upset. So, no, I'm going to disagree with him with that, but I agree with him with all the other stuff. I like when he said, when she said, well, my relationship isn't a part of it. He said, yeah, it is, because you keep bringing that into the business. That's the difference. Like, no matter what, these other people don't have everybody working with them and destroying company and taking millions from the company. You, directly with the last two relationships, Ashlyn and Nate, you have these nutcase in higher positions of our company and you're involved with them, so you can't even trust these people. Are they with you for that or are they with you because they're trying to get a piece of the company? So I am a victim in this case. Where she belongs, I don't know where she belongs, but you know what? She could take a long extended vacation off my screen. That's where she probably do, belongs at this point. Yeah, that's what that's what I say about Victoria. And she's very desperate to support Nate. And I could say Nate is still playing the game over there. He's over there saying, well, you know, you can't leave the company. Of course he doesn't want her to leave. But he's still got a game going on. So you go ahead and have a good one, Nate. Yeah. Kim? Yeah, I agree. I like those things, too. And um, <laughs> Victor was 100% right. I'm so glad that he did bring that up to Victoria about her past relationships and how she's always bringing them into the company. And, and so the fact that she didn't want to talk about it is because she knows he's right. Deep down, she knows he's right. And so I just, at this point, it's like, Victoria, go ahead. Go ahead and cry, cry and boo-hoo all that mess, whatever. Don't even come back to the company. Just like Victor said, he said, I can, you, you, he said, you all could be easily replaced. I mean, come on now, hello, you know. So at this point, Victoria, bye. And for me, I, I still stand by this. I think Victoria belongs in a room next to Nick uh-huh. Newman. There you go. Woo! Mm-hmm. Um, Daphne? Okay. So let me just say this. I'm going to agree with Tia. I'm going to not include Billy. How am I going to say it? I'm not going to include Billy as played by Billy Miller. Because I do think the latter years of Billy was just, I don't mm. know. But I'm going to say, you know, I just think he was just all over the place and he was sketchy. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm half and half about the Billy. But I agree 100% when he told her about the meaning in your life. You know, you brought Ashlyn in. And the, and the sad thing about Ashlyn was Nick, Nick told her, Victor told her, Adam told her and she still went yep. through with it. You didn't learn the lesson. Okay, you learned you didn't learn the lesson. But come on, Nate. Um, as you know, Jada coined a new term for it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it on air. But um she has been that. I think I don't know what everybody's gonna say and told her about Nate. Now my whole point is nobody had to tell you about Nate. All you had to do was look and see how Nate did his own family. You think Nate is going to do some strangers better than he did his own family? Come on now. So I was loving Victor telling her about herself. And she was like, well, he's not old and, and this and that. And I was like, and Adam, and Adam. And I was like, Jesus, have mercy. Get off the cross, Victoria. We need the wood. It's getting winter time there. I need some wood to go into my wood heater um, for all of this. And I was just like, Victoria, you would be the first one to overthrow your father for the sake of the quote-unquote company with all of this. 
So I, I was just loving Victor. I was loving Victor this week. Victor was, Victor was, as we say, Victor Newman is the young and restless. Victor was on point this week. With all of his kids, except for that one we think her name is Abby. That nobody right. knows I mean, about. And, and real quick, speaking of Abby, Abby did have seen this week. You know, she was asking her mama if she was going to be, you know, for the holidays. And then, you know, she was talking about Tucker and everything. Um, real quick, um, because, you know, y'all know I'm, like, really biting my lips for the final story, right? But I forgot there's one more. Uh, thoughts about Kyle backing out of Tucker and Arden's plan to take over Jabot? Daphne? Um, uh, Kyle is still, he's still on my target list. Kyle can go, can go pound rocks. Um, you should have known that this woman was, was using you and everything. Um, all I got to say is Tucker is one smooth, one smooth SOS as we say in my household. He is just, he is just, I don't know what it is about Tucker, I think Tucker is all sorts of creepy, but I think I may have to move him up a level in the den. What do you think, Kim? Because um, I just don't know. I just feel like he's always yeah. one step ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not I one he's not two steps ahead, but he's always one step ahead with something new that's going on. Now, yeah. I need to see what Kyle is going to do regarding all of this. I like that he told his mama that what was going on, I liked it. I was okay with his mama saying, wait, we, before you tell Jack, you know, you got to do a few little things and, and you know, and everything. Because you, you, you're showing me showing your tail a little bit. So I, I just think at this point, Kyle just needs to put his big boy pants on and act like a man instead of an entitled little brat. But I still think that Kyle going to have something up his sleeve to try to oust Billy, but probably do it on his own. Him. Yeah, <laughs> Tucker is definitely always, you know, one step ahead. I, I love that, and he definitely deserves that. <laughs> it's been a little upgrade. I, you know, the the fact that they were flashing from Tucker and Audrey's scenes right when he was saying, "Okay, so right now he's doing this, he's doing that. Oh, he's gonna do this," and then they were flash to Kyle telling everything to. So, Diane, I was texting. I said, "This is great." I said, "Tucker is just everything. This is amazing." So he knew exactly what he was going to do. Like, oh no, no, no! They're going to want him to fish for information. He's going to try to get back in good, and that's exactly what Diane said. She's like, "You know what? Don't tell her, Jack. Yeah, don't tell your dad. Don't just kind of use this as a mole. You know, go go poke the mole." You know, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So this is just this is actually interesting. And first and foremost. Kyle shouldn't have never done this in the first place. He should have never agreed to this or enticed the idea of it anyway. So this is on him. So he just, I think if anyone is tired of the bottom in a company of their own family company, it should be Kyle. Because this is ridiculous. He's so spoiled and entitled, and he's, he gets on my everlasting nerves. So we shall see. But I, it's, it, I love it, Tucker. Okay, <laughs> Um, I like that he had a moment of clarity because this whole Audrey Cal thing made no sense. I'm happy that the writers didn't extend it. I didn't find them sexy, hot, entertaining. It was nothing great about this couple, so I truly hope this is the end. Thank you for not letting me have to endure and suffer through this relationship any well, well longer. That's what I would say. Thank you, too. 
my thing is is that okay, Kyle, um, you still suffer the consequence. Um, <coughs> I, you know, it's interesting because you guys know that Audra is was my character. You know that I really. I've noticed a change in this character, and I'm not really too keen on it. Like, I like the fact that she's just, like, saying, kind of called Kyle out. I was like, you know, I knew that you couldn't do it. Like, you're not man enough, da 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 Because that should have been the wake-up call for your powers that you being used. But, again, you were thinking with that because, you know, summer and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next with this. Um, so, yeah. All right, look, I've been holding it really in. I've been doing a really good job of this. This by far probably was the best storyline of the like the reveal the the This is what a soap is. This is what a soap is and I want everybody to gather around, children, gather around. This is probably one of the times that I'm actually praising Young and Russell, okay? It doesn't happen much because even though that's a show, but this was this was this was this was good. Okay, so creepy Claire, as I call her. She was prepping, you know, for, you know, she, she got a phone call. Her, her poor auntie, her auntie hurt herself, y'all. She lives by herself, and she broke her arm, she broke her leg and everything. So she asked Nikki, you know, something that normally new employees don't really, you know, supposed to do. It's like, could you take, can I take a few days off? Because, you know, my aunt, she, she's just been really sick, and I just need to be there. And so Nikki, who was planning a, a surprise visit to Casey, Casey Reed is her sister, y'all. For those who don't know, Nikki has a sister who's a doctor. Okay. So Nikki was like, um, you know, like now, like, okay. But also Claire didn't know that Nikki was going to go out of town. So this actually worked out perfectly, right? So then Claire was like, yeah, my Aunt Jordan is your number one fan. Okay, she didn't really say that. But she did say that she admired Nikki. And Nikki was like, me? More meet the former stripper. Oh, I'm flattered. And Claire was like, she would really like to meet you. And so Nikki was like, you know, I can't, you know, do that. Maybe next time. So they're on the plane. Okay, they're on the plane. They're like, you know, sipping tea and everything. Literally sipping tea. And then Nikki started feeling weird. Like not like jet lag. Like once they got settled and stuff like that at the cabin. Like Nikki just didn't feel like herself. She kind of felt off balance. Claire is there looking at her like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Next thing you know, Nikki's passed out. Claire takes her to perhaps the, and the ongoing joke is, it's the same room that, that Mariah was in when Stitch, put, when Stitch kidnapped her. Did y'all notice the seat set? It's the same one. Okay. So, <laughs> it's just the littlest things you see on these shows, right? Okay. So then, what happened was Claire was talking to her aunt, Jordan, and saying everything is, is going according to plan. This girl drugged Nikki two times before putting her, putting the IV in her arm. And Claire was propping, saying everything is going to be okay, everything is going to be right, we got a creepy doll. Next thing you know, Nikki wakes up, she is lightheaded. She takes that, first of all, she takes and yanks that IV out of her hand. And she notices something that's off with the IV. Oh, my God. This is, this is, what I'm talking about. This is so serious right here. Homegirl finds out that it is pure 100% vodka. Vodka in her IV. 
not the IV fluid, vodka. And as Claire was getting ready, she kind of jumped because her aunt Jordan is at the lake house and is ready for the next plan. And ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, after being off of TV since 2010 on CBS, home of Victor Newman and them, ladies and gentlemen, the iconic, right, I'm getting emotional, Colleen Zink, ladies and gentlemen, Colleen Zink has joined the cast as Jordan. Y'all better clap. <laughs> let me let me go first. Let me go first. <clears throat> because it also was announced that J. Eddie Pack is coming back after twenty five years to reply his you know, replay his role as Cole Howard. First and foremost, this is what I'm talking about. And I think everybody was saying the same thing is that, you know, there's times where we that I mean, obviously we got spoiled on Thursday because Canada is a day ahead. But this was a shock that nobody saw coming because it's one thing when you get spoiled. Like, I can't explain it. It's like, okay, if they tell you a casting news, right, you got to wait six months or you got to wait, you know, such and such. We knew, I mean, obviously it was the same episode that people found out and that's when the, the, you know, announcement was official on People Magazine and stuff like that. But the fact that you have somebody, and I'm going to say who actually in my mind can play this. Like, this to me is perfect casting. Because if you know Colleen Zank from As the World Turns or Tainted Dreams, you know how she is. You know how she operates. To me, this was a, when I, when, first of all, let me backtrack. When I saw that this was trending, I didn't understand. I didn't see the clip. I didn't see anything. When I saw it, I nearly, um, I literally clutched my curls, and I was like, I, I, "Excuse me." I said, "Wait, did we, did we, did we know this? Did we, you, did we, like, like all the questions were starting to pop up in my head, like, what, huh, how, what, like, what, huh, what?" A? I'm going to say kudos to everybody at Young and Rossless, and again, this is me praising you for keeping this on the DL. Until obviously we, you know, the episode. Same thing with Jay Eddie Pack. And I will say this, Joe, Joe, Joe Shelby, Joe Shelby Griffin, you kept your promise. You actually kept your promise. I got to give you props on that because you said at the beginning of the year that during the 50th anniversary you're going to see familiar faces, and after the 50th anniversary you're still going to see familiar faces. So I will say that this was. This was good. This story, this story, this is creepy on so many levels that it's not even, like, again, if you watch Younger Russell, you know it's had their ups and downs this year. But this is, and I told, told everybody on the phone, this is Josh's strength as a writer. Mysterious, creepy, as I don't know what. The fact that you got Melanie Thomas Scott, by the way, how is it that Nikki, you know what, I'm not going to even do that. I'm not going to do I'm going to be in my moment right now. The fact that you have this girl, because we all said that Claire, something was off with Claire, because it was like she was too, what's the word I'm looking for? She was too nice. She was doing everything right. She was Nikki's number one fan. 
She's trying to find out all the goods on, on everybody. The fact that she has a picture of Victoria and Nikki, the fact that she, like, really was is invested in Nikki's world, that was a red flag. And I, I, I just, I mean, and then there's the vodka. This, this, Kim, take it away. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm not familiar um, with Colleen at all, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, I've heard great things, but <clears throat> I, from what I've heard, this is going to be really good. It's going to be really interesting. And the fact that Nikki, I mean, first of all, I mean, she, 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 she's the great actress. Let's just go there first. Going right. through all of this, you know, playing this role, it's just, it's amazing. First, kudos to, you know, all of them really, but she's doing a great job. Now, as much as I cannot stand Nikki at all whatsoever, the fact that it's vodka being pumped into her veins, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, that, that's a bit much. That's a lot. Like, ugh. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad she's kidnapped and stuff like that because she needs to be tied up to somebody's bed, but not pumped. Oh, that's so cool. Wow, my God. You, you know what? I mean, you know, at least I, I did say I didn't want her pumped up with, with vodka. That, that's wrong. That part's wrong. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's just a, like a sleepy medication or whatever, some kind of enhanced melatonin. I don't know. That would have been much better as opposed to that. That's, that's a, a, not even a bit harsh. That's extreme cruelty. So I would wish that on Nikki at all. And I feel bad because even she was like, what? And, you know, like, and then she wouldn't taste the, the stuff. I was like, oh, no, this is crazy. She was so upset. And now she's going to get addicted again. This, this is, this is, now that's bad. That part is bad. And I, that's going to be difficult to watch, too. Again, she's going to kill the scenes. But I was like, ooh, we, they are really making a statement here, Claire and Aunt Jordan, <laughs> you know, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. they're making a statement that I'm just, Curious now to find out because she they kept saying you'll find out you know you'll find out soon when your family your precious cherished family is here that you cherish so much I'm like what is it what is going on and how are you going to get them to you like how are you how in the world I don't really don't believe you'll be able to pull off kidnapping Victor Newman so I'm just confused as to what they're going to do to bring their family there so they can reveal whatever they're going to reveal so I I can't wait to find out what the story is behind this what's going on and more and I'm hoping and praying y'all for some flashbacks or whatever if this was the story uh, when I wasn't watching whatever and I don't know if it was played played by the same actress but I just want some history or whatever too behind everything um and and I'm looking forward to this but this is this the vodka part is what I was like oh that's a no-no so yeah we'll see it's really interesting I'm loving it yeah. Love this story here. Poor Nikki. I like really I kinda of felt that from her pretty early on. I said, Man, this lady don't deserve this. I did want her to pay consequences, but not this way with getting kidnapped and drugged up and I said, Man, and she kept getting a needle on her, then she see the creepy dog, then she had an imagination that, that was Victor and Victor was calling. I said, This is so sad. She's trying to get out of here and when that key works. 
I said, I don't believe it. So, you know, when she picked a lot, I said, something ain't quite right. I don't, I don't believe it. You know, I don't believe it's just easy to get out. But Claire did a good job at trapping her hair. And it feels like they have to be related since they're trying to bring Orla Newman's here. I am so captivated as uh-huh. to how they're going to do it. So I'm glad when Claire will come to town and say, probably make up some excuse about what's going down. So I, I really enjoyed uh-huh. this. Um, like you, I don't have any familiarity with the lady because I never watched as the world turns. So I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm more of a person who's character-driven when a character comes back. Like, I'm okay when actors come on the show as I know. But I'm more like if this character returns, like we'll be heard about somebody else cold returning. Like, that's going to be like, oh, now if that happened at the end, my jaw would have been on the floor. Like a Drusilla come. You're like, what the hell just happened? So I'm more of a character-driven person more than an actor mm-hmm. because I don't know who the character is. So I'm like, okay, I hope the character is good. It doesn't. I don't care if an actor is on here. I've seen a lot of good actors, and they had terrible roles. Like, Laura West was on the show, and she was terrible as Diane. So I, so I think that's the thing. I'm not character, I'm not actor-driven, but it's nice to see her that everybody loved her appearance, and I hope it lives up to what it's supposed to be, but I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I wasn't blown away as everyone else was. Daphne? Okay. So first of all, let me just say this. I There's only been a very few char- soap characters that I have watched from their beginnings or almost beginnings till their ends. And you see how they morph from being a heroine, a helpless heroine, to by the time that soap ends, they are a schemer, conniving, and what what you want to call it. The first one is going to be Kristen Demera. Because I saw her be that heroine with John Black, Marlena, and you see the development of how she becomes a cuckoo bird and a villain. I watched the character of Barbara Ryan be kind of a, or as the world turns, be kind of this helpless heroine. And if anybody has a top 10 villains, you know that Jane Stenback is like in the top five villains of all times, or top 10 villains of all times. When he used to come back and say, hello, Barbara, that just made chills up and down your spine. When I saw, okay, so first of all, let me just say this. When Jordan, I was like, okay, when Jordan and the tea and all of that stuff, I was like, don't drink the tea, Nikki. Don't drink the tea. Oh, Nikki done drunk the tea. And you sit there and you see when she said, Jordan, when she said, Claire, you haven't drunk your tea. I was like, she got you. I immediately flashed back to, does anybody remember, or we all remember, um, Jackie Diane's wedding? And you see Nikki sitting here telling Claire, who's who in Genoa City? And sort of explaining their mm-hmm. little bits of background. So I was like, oh, Nikki, you basically gave this woman the key to the kingdom. That's how she got you. I was like, okay, this is good. So we wake up, Nikki's in the room. I was like, okay, man, they let Nikki get out quick. Then when, the, when she jabbed her in the neck with the syringe, 
I was like, okay, Claire goes to the den. I'm sorry, Claire, you get a den. You might not have penthouse den like Cyrus, <laughs> like mm -hmm. Cyrus and them. But girl, you got a three-bed room, balcony, a balcony, jacuzzi mm -hmm. in the in the tub, whatever, <laughs> apartment in the den. You're not mm -hmm. in the because I pre-approved you beforehand. I pre-approved Claire before you guys did. I was, I was like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is good. So then when she, when she, okay, so my next favorite scene of the week was when she sits there and she tells Nikki all about the Newman family, how bad they are, how sanctimonious, how they are so quick to perceive, to take somebody down because of a perceived threat. They don't have to be threatening you at all, but if you perceive them to be a threat, you're ready to take them down. And how you do and treat people, how your whole family does and treats people. I was like, oh, and she says, and how you, we can't wait to, how you can't wait to have all your family here and you can be judged. I was like, <laughs> she, because she, Claire said everything that we've said about the Newmans, about how Victor, perceived and thought that Jack was after the company and hired Marco. Jack could have cared less about Newman at that time. About how Jack, how Victor's currently right now doing, he perceives as a threat. He pretended to be sick and dying. So I was loving all that. Now, the next thing that I liked was we in the background see that there's an IV and we see there's a tray on there. When she lifts the thing up, it's a full Mind you, it's a full bottle of vodka. I said, oh, no, she did not. And when Nikki closes the thing down, now we get to the next scene. We get a close-up of the IV. She, I, I love the fact that when she pulled that IV out, it hurt. Because a lot of people don't realize when you got an IV in your hand, you don't know what you're doing. I tried to remove that IV and the needle stuff. That stuff hurts like a mug. And it also will leave, you don't know what you're doing, it will leave a sore. It will leave the mark. Mm -hmm. And when she opened that thing up again, the vodka bottle is half full. And I'm sitting there going, well, what? Did Nikki drink the vodka? Where the vodka is? When Nikki says, I don't feel good, she's starting to stumble and she's looking around and she looks at that IV bag and when she tastes it, and she was like, oh, my God, no. I was like, oh, my God, that's the vodka. That's the freaking vodka in there. And, of course, then we see Aunt Jordan comes in and this Colleen. I was screaming because I had seen the photo on Twitter. But I didn't pay much to it because I thought it'd be like a lot of people do. They do fan picks. Everybody has been wishful casting Colleen to be on a soap. So I didn't pay any attention to it, didn't read it. And then when it was announced, when I saw it fully, that Colleen was Jordan, I was like, and she had that evil look, kind of like Barbara Ron did at the end, where Barbara was all messy and scheming and conniving. And, and, and to, make, to, to make a long story short, the character is sort of, the, the character of Barbara Ron from As the World Turns, you understand why she gets that way, and it's because of the ex-husband and uh, all of this other stuff. But anybody goes to go back and read the bio of Barbara Ryan on Soap Central because it's a good read. It shows you how somebody can weak, who's meek, mild, and kind of humble, becomes 
a vixen becomes somebody who who just schemes and plots. It's a it's a good bio. So so Josh, I'm commending you for this. I'm commending you that it's dog. I want to commend Melanie Scott Thomas because she does not have a stitch of makeup on, and the right. woman still looks wonderfully mm -hmm. great. The woman mm -hmm. is acting. I may not like the character of Nikki at this particular moment. And I'm one of the people who's like, yeah, Nikki, you kind of get what you deserve a little bit mm -hmm. um, with all of this. So I am loving all of this. Josh, please, please don't let me down. Give me a Christmas gift. M make my, I always say uh, February, I have, I have a rough time in January, February. Make my January and February good months. That I will, that I'm gonna <laughs> praise young, young and rest, you know, because you've got Josh has got some good things on the horizon if he plays some of this stuff well. He's got he's got at least several different storylines that do not some intertwine each other, some don't. So you got you've got the makings for a absolutely perfect show almost from the Danny and Phyllis to we haven't talked about to the Nate and Mamie to. Jack and Diane and Kyle and Billy to the Newmans. Now, I'm going to sit here and say this. I love me some Adam Newman. I am hoping that Adam is the one that they have to depend on to save them. And I'm to save them. And I'm hoping it's Adam that mm -hmm. does save them. That's what I'm hoping. Yep. I know some people are saying they don't want it, but I want Adam, because see, I want Adam to save them. To be mm -hmm. the one that they didn't care on, and to the, because I don't think they sort of maybe know Adam how diabolical Adam can be. I hope Adam is the one that saves them. Yeah, and I can't and wait to see how they're going to get each and all these other ones to that place. And see, mm -hmm. with me, I don't want Adam to be the one because there's okay. So let me let me help everybody out first and foremost. I'm ex cause I cause I'm like fangirling because I love Colleen Zing and you guys know as well as <coughs> one of my fans too. And I will say this. For those who do not know her, I am so happy you get to see her. I am happy that you guys get this is your first taste of somebody who's been in the game for so long and no freaking Emmy, no nurses, okay? I'm just saying. There's times where I think she should have got it. But anyway, I love the fact that they're connecting history with Claire because, again, when they announced that J. Eddie Peck was coming on as Cole Howard, again, this is where if you're, old, if you're a fan of Younger the Wrestlers, you start to put two and two together and you're hoping you're coming up with something because Claire, to me, and I've said it, Claire is not Claire. That is not her name. If it's who we think it is, if it's Eve Howard Jr., okay? And for those who don't know who Eve is, let me let me give you the, the, the skim version. She tried to kill Nikki. She, she had to save for Victor. She tried That's to kill her the But, well, again, the actress passed. Now, here's the thing. The actress did pass away in real life. Again, this is a soap opera. Sometimes characters aren't dead. They probably get plastic surgery or something like that. But the like character that. died too. That's why. That's why Victoria. Yeah, I, know, I know. I know that. But what, but but listen to no, what no, I'm saying. No, no, because you said an actress. But, I said that the character died. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean both of them. But both, that's what I'm trying to say. That both, both of them, both but of them. Why, no, but not what I'm saying, my lives, they don't really. Uh, 
if anything, right. the baby. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Baby that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Young and Restless does not have a track record. I mean, unless you're Victor, Nick, Adam. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't really bring a lot of people back from the dead. Okay. Oh, Diane is the one. That's the one in the field. Oh, Diane too. I mean, yeah, because. Yeah. So the thing is, is that with this, I'm I'm looking and I'm I'm already looking at certain things where I'm just like, okay, if this girl is Eve Howard, Jordan, this is the baby of Victoria. Okay. You have Cole who had relations with Victoria, Ashley, and Nikki. He thought once upon a time Victor was his father. Oh yes. Okay. Eve was obsessed with getting rid of Nikki. So to me, I'm like, okay, well, they wove this in to, you know, maybe Eve died because of her obsession or something, and Jordan and Claire and Cole, like, Cole doesn't know what's going on. Like, there's so many ways of this story playing out. But right now, this is what I'm talking about. This is, and again, Josh, I'm praising you because I know this is a story <coughs> But I will say this, you do have a track record. Sadly, you do. But you're 50-50 right now because, yes, Robert Newman, I love my Robert Newman. Y'all know that. And I understood the certain things, but the Ashley stuff fell kind of flat. The whole Aunt Maymay situation, it's interesting because you got, Jill, you got Jess Walton and you got Veronica Reed in it. You know, that's some good stuff. You brought um, Homeboy, Cameron, back for two weeks, proving you can actually do that. So you can actually bring somebody back for two to, like, between two to four weeks, give me a story arc, and say deuces, and still give me something. So now we're playing with the big guns here. You do have somebody who's, who's value, you know, valuable in the daytime community. You do have a solid storyline that's outside of succession, because that's what Young and Russell has become, succession. I don't care so much about the business storylines anymore, because that to me is a weak link. Literally, it's LinkedIn. I'm calling Young and Russell's LinkedIn sometimes when I see all these, you know, woven business stories. This is a solid, creepy, like you're going after Nikki. What's the point about this? I need answers, but for what I'm seeing, I'm liking. And shout out to Haley Aaron, because girl, girl, girl. I, this, is, this is what I'm talking about. When you give material to people that you don't think they can do it, who would have ever thought this girl could play creepy? I'll wait. Josh, you have a lot writing. I'm going to say that. You do have, because it was trending, correct me if I'm wrong, Tia, it was trending for three days, correct? Whether it was Younger the Rock, yeah. or Jordan, Claire, it, it's like something happened, and I saw a lot of people saying, well, you know, should I care? That's up to you. I'm caring because I know the connection to the history of it, you know, because they're leading up to the anniversary of Nikki and Victor's first wedding. I'm looking forward to the fact that, again, we did not know this. We, had, we were all minding our business one day. We're talking. <laughs> and next thing we know, we hear Jay Eddie Peck is coming back to Young and Russell's after 25 years, and we got Colleen Zank who's popping back up in daytime. It's like the adrenaline of this is why the soap genre is, is, 
because you don't know what the you think you know, but you don't know everything. And I think that's something that's really missing right now. So I'm going to stay tuned. I'm going to watch Monday's episode because we saw the promo for next week. And the fact that you <coughs> saw off of sobriety, so she was like this, F it. I'm drunk. I might as well, like, I'm in a position now where I, I'm really, I need a drink. But I will say, them having the vodka and our IV, that's up there with the loving murders. That's up there with the loving murders and how they killed certain people. That was genius. Because I'm like, that we can tell you, I think we both was doing the same thing. Looking at the bag, looking at the bottle, looking at the bottle, looking at the bag. It's like, hmm? So, like I said, for those who are, this is your introduction to Colleen's thing, I hope, I hope Josh does it justice. I really do. And shout out to the PR department, because they're making sure to put it at the wrong times. I'm like, okay, y'all, like, y'all didn't play the, I, I will say this. Yes, it was nice to hear that theme song of basketball times, but we all know what the theme song I really wanted to hear. And also, I mean, just me, but I think a lot of you guys also did it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, toes crossed, tongue crossed, everything else, this plays out very well. And I'm going to be honest, I don't want it to drag on too long, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be a year. If she can, if, if this is a short term, and by the way, I think Colleen is doing an interview this week. I know Haley is doing an interview this week. I don't know what's going on, but I'm invested. I'm invested. I'm invested in Melanie Thomas Scott playing, you know, again, like you guys said, you don't, you can't stand Nikki, but you feel bad for Nikki. You feel bad because her family thinks she's going to see Casey. And can we, and, oh, wait, can, can we do like a, a prop of the week or something? Because the prop of the week, is going to be that damn doll. Mm-hmm. Annabelle. That's what I called it. Annabelle. I'm like, yo, that doll is creepy. I said, CBS, you want to tell me? I said, CBS. <laughs> and it should tie with, with, that, with that platter um, with the vodka and the lid. To me, that's, it should be tied with that. Or at least that, oh, that yeah. platter should come in a place because who would have thought if you weren't paying attention the first time you see it full the second time you see it half full and you wondering did Nikki drink or is she trying to make Nikki think that she drunk who would have thought that they would have put it in the IV and well, I'm gonna lie when she, when she yanked that IV out yo I'm, I don't know about y'all but I jumped I, I would say that. to me like, this, this needs to be I don't think it's going to be true, but this need to be the baby uh, Eve at this point. Because that's the right. only thing to me that will make sense because I'm just going back. I remember a lot of time, it's not before this, and a lot of time I said, oh, she seemed, I, I probably said it on podcast three weeks ago, I said, don't she seem a little bit um, jealous of Nikki and Victoria's relationship? Victoria. When she was looking at the photo, she was looking at that one, and then I'm like, the way she met Victoria, she said, oh, my God, I admire you. I look up to you. It's so much. I like, just the way when she met her. And then Victoria was like, um, you could see Victoria's like, what the hell? Like, that's literally how they met. So I said, uh. So that's when I thought she was only after Nikki and Victoria. But it seemed like she's after all the Newmans. And I love the dialogue when she said, after all the stuff y'all put everyone through. I said, oh, snap. She's that. <laughs> she go off at the Newmans right now. I said, okay. Uh-huh. You know, right. 
Somebody coming after revenge for you. I don't quite know why, but okay, <laughs> I can't wait to see. But you know, it kind of serves it kind of serves the Newmans right a little bit because they do go after people if you they perceive or they think you are a threat. And I love that she said y'all sanctimonious. And I was like, if that's not Nick, if that's not Nick and Victoria right there, they with their privilege and all of this stuff, I was like, this is this is good. Now, Tia, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to have to separate Colleen and Barbara Ryan and Colleen right. and Jordan because I need for this to be, I need for this to be spot on. Now, for me, I'm okay with the business storylines. I know people are saying we tired of the business storylines. But I think the business storylines have just broken down. I think the business storylines for Newman is going to be on back burner for just a little bit because we're going to have probably the, the, the business, but this Nikki being disappearing and whatnot is going to take place. Now, are you, you haven't talked about Nate and the Winters yet. The Winters family, have you? No, I kind of was going to just jump off that because, I mean, if you want to talk about well, it. Well, no, we need to. We need to talk about Nate because Nate's sitting over there in his feelings. And Nate, you need to stay being a doctor uh, because you certainly is a crappy businessman. You can't tell me that Nate wasn't trying to get Victor put away. Um, now you over there still telling Victoria, this is what you should do, blah, 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 blah. See, he had a nerve to bring his sorry tale over there with Mamie to talk to Devon and Lily uh -huh. and Jill and Mamie, we need to put this together. I, I feel that Mamie has no clue as to all the shenanigans and mess that has gone on in Genoa City. I feel like she just thinks about my happy family. I'm going to put my family together. I'm going to make the winters like the Newmans, but she does, and I'm, and I'm going to stick it to Jill while I'm doing it. I don't think she knows. I was loving the fact that even though Nate told the truth, I felt he put his spin on it. I love the fact that Devon is still ain't trusting, no, is trying to put the family together, but Devon and Lily still ain't trusting nobody. I like the fact that Jill ain't trusting Nate, is not trusting Mamie. And, you know, I like the fact that everybody's doing their own work. They figured out my Tucker. So I'm like, I'm sorry, Nate. I couldn't hire you back at the company unless you was the janitor. You have to, I would be doing you like they did. You got to work your way back up for me to trust you again. Kids, do you have anything to say about that? Kids? Sorry, I'm here. Um, I know this gonna sound very negative, but uh, Aunt Mamie, she could have a blessed day. That's what I could say about her. Go say, well, he's family. I'll say, Aunt oh, Mamie, go sit your behind down. You haven't been family since '90s. I'm sorry, my mother knew you, but I sure as heck don't. I'm not gonna be forced to do something that I don't want to do. I'm sorry, I gotta respect my oldest, but I'm sorry, my eldest wasn't there for me when I was over there grieving and having some tough times in life. So you could have a good time and go have a good time with the Abbots who knows you a lot better than I do at this point. 
I just can't you telling them let's be a family. How can we be a family? Like, who are you to let's be a family? Why are we a family for? I don't quite understand that. And then I just, then Nate, you just running back to us because you were fired? We supposed to say a thank you for that? You got fired again because you done something wrong and somebody else knew you as a snitch? I kind of agree with Jill. I know we can't agree with Jill because of something that happened 30 years ago, but Jill was correct in this case. Um, I don't kind of want Nate back in here. He's kind of bouncing up and down between companies. I said, you go ahead, Jill. I agree 100% with Jill. Why the heck would you want Nate back? I don't care if you're a family. I'm sorry, family members. If my family members screw me over, you would never be in my company again because I can't trust you. So, Aunt Mamie, you go sit back down and enjoy your money and stop living in 1999. I, I can't. <coughs> no, 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 Aunt Mamie, I'm sorry. Nate. You just look like a snitch at this point. So good good job, Ashton, Sean, Dominic, for doing a good job, because you just look like a snitch right now, a person I don't want to associate myself with, Mr. Nate Hastings, but no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that Jill and Lily and Devon acted the way they did. They were, like, really skeptical. And then just say, oh, great, welcome with open arms. And, yes, you're back. No, I'm so glad. They did that. And then the fact that Nate Bryant may be there for quote-unquote support, it's like, Nate, you're just, I feel like he's definitely digging himself a deeper hole. And the fact that Lily asked, well, why? I don't know, what, what happened? What happened? Because you're not there, you know? And he told them. And so I'm glad they didn't question it. And he, he, of course, he made it seem like, oh, well, you know, they just this for nothing or whatever, whatever. But in, in all actuality, Vaughn was like, well, I mean, are you sure? You know, you didn't want that company for yourself. You know, or I guess, you know, you, you and Victoria taking it over, you know? Like, come on now. Like, Devon knows. You know, and that's exactly what Nate wanted to do. He wanted to he wanted to be working alongside Victoria. You know, that's what he wanted to do. So Devon was right. I'm just glad that they caught on. They weren't all just happy go lucky with him. And at this point, oh, it's gonna sound horrible. I don't I don't need or want Nate back in the company right now with Chancellor Winters because he he kind of needs to hit rock bottom a little bit too and just kind of just take a step back or whatever. Maybe he can teach medicine. Like, I know he can't practice medicine because of his hand, but there's other things you can do. Like, I'm just kind of tired of him being snitches and going back and forth and just, he's, he's annoying me. He, he's, he has annoyed me beyond anything at this point. And, and to be honest, ugh, maybe she's kind of annoying me too. And, 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 and without directly annoying me, I guess, like that makes any sense. I just, I just don't know what it is, but I'm just going to need for Lily and Jill and Devon just to decide something that's best for the company. And I just really don't think Nate should be back in as of now, I should say, at least right now. He's got to prove more or something. Or at least, like I said, get a, a teaching job in medicine. Still work in medicine, just be a teacher or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, Nate, like I said to you a couple of times, um, you just you just need to, you know, just just go and sit in the corner for a little bit, um, have a time out, um, because I can't trust you. Sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't trust you. Until, and I, I don't even know when I'm going to be able to trust you because you played both sides, and you you know you were wrong. You know that. But, hey, you know, power is, it, power is everything. Isn't that what they say? Power is everything. 
And I will say, I will give it to Josh, though, real quick. It is quite amazing to see all these old characters on this show right now. I feel like I'm in the 90s. There's so many, jeez, we're going real old. It's like, it's, it, 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 but see, I'm going to say that this is why, like, you know, I saw somebody asking the question of, like, what soap does good with blending old and the, the new generation. And, yes, we, we on the show, we joke all the time. We say the show is called The Young and the rustlers. But they show more of the old and the you know, like but again, we, we're familiar with these people. You know, we're familiar with again, you take a look at who's coming back. These aren't I mean, obviously Colleen Sanks' character is unless they say this Eve Howard. But she's new. But like, you know, you got Cole. Who would have thought that twenty that we would see Cole Howard again? You see what I'm saying? And mixing it up. And then, of course, you know, we do have the Danny Phyllis stuff. Like, they're honoring their own history. And they do incorporate the the, the young because Audra is a part of the young. Nate is part. So, to me, they do a good balance sometimes. But it is amazing that, and this is why I said I don't know who lit a fire under his butt. But I've noticed that I can recognize this show because of the characters that I'm watching. Like, Aunt Mamie is coming, like, she's been gone for a while, but she's kind of in a new position. Homegirl's rich. You know, she's trying, she's in charge of a company versus her being at that, you know, Abbott's, you know, with, you know, her hair, you know, and, the, you know, the, 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 you know, that, and wearing the, the, the um, apron and, you know, loving John and stuff. I still say they have a love child out there somewhere. That's just me. But then you have, again, the dynamics of the three Newman kids. Sorry, Abby. I, I should have said four. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, honey. Hi. It's just it's amazing to me, like, right now, Young and Russell's got their act together. I didn't say they have it all together. I said they got it together for right now. I don't know what's going to happen because, look, all four soaps, your guys are on alert. We're about to head, you know, this is the final week of, like, you know, November. Next week starts December. We're about to say happy 2024. So all these shows need to do something. I've constantly said this, is that, you know, things are still, you know, all these soaps, they're giving you something versus nothing at all. Because if you've been listening to the show in the last mm, three years, you notice that one soap wasn't giving anybody anything. One soap was giving us a headache. A other soap was 50-50. And the other one was just, well, it is what it is because we're used to it. Now it's like, obviously, the writer strike changed a lot. And, you know, days, you're about to go into your writer strike material, which is going to be very interesting starting mid-December. Mid-December to May. And with Young and the Restless, again, this storyline leading up to, and this is why I think they're, they're about to honor Eric and Melanie's, you know, anniversaries coming up in February. But I'm just like, you got the, this, 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 the blast from the past. And that's what Josh, I got to give you, Josh, you kept your word. General Hospital, they, and, you know, Days of Our Lives, like I just saw that, but Bold and Beautiful, you have something 
And I feel as though, and I said it, I feel as though Bold and Beautiful is about to have a new season because everybody's about to go into a different level, like Brooke and Ridge. If they, if John McCook is leaving the show, you know, that's something that's going to be different, you know. So we'll see what happens. But so far, Young Russell, you did good this week. Your payoff, mm-hmm. Now let's find out. Let's, 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 you know, the continuation. Let's go. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm putting some faith in you. But I'm, I'm actually happy that freaking college is back. Right. See, we wanted her as Bill Spencer's mother on Bowling the Beautiful, the wishful cast. We did, but, you know. Oh yeah, that was that was a top, that was that was that was on Twitter. Like everybody was like, Colleen saying should be Bill Spencer's mother. Da 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 da. That was like wishful casting. Mhm. So. So what are we expecting this week in soap? Does anybody else have something to say before we go to Weekend Soap? Yeah, so this weekend is Gobble Gobble, you know, all all, all your shows. So on the Bold and Beautiful, we are actually, I do believe this is true, this week is Source and Case 10-year anniversary. He's been playing the role of Ridge for 10 years Mm -hmm. now, so kudos to you, man. So this week we're going to find out if Liam is going to actually let his guard down and actually leave Stephanie and and Hope alone. Because seriously, dude, somebody needs to ask you. The next time you're with somebody, are you going to have condoms? Are you going to have condoms? Okay. But also, Brooke, Brooke and Ridge. Ridge and Brooke. Bridge or no bridge? Where do you stand at? This week on The Bowl and the Beautiful. Plus, I heard you got a surprise visitor from Don Diamond. I don't know. All right. Or Days of Our Lives. It's Gobble Gobble in Salem. Gobble Gobble. Gobble Gobble Gobble. Chad can't stand Everett. <laughs> Will Maggie succumb to the passion? Oh, God, Jesus. <sighs> Will Maggie get a new boyfriend? Is she falling in love? Find out. <laughs> she knows I was trying to run out because I could not. No! No, 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 no. On General Hospital this week, here's the question that's on everybody's mind. Is Austin really dead or not? Find out this week on General Hospital, which, yes, the only day that General Hospital will not be shown is on Friday because, yes, folks, on Thursday, there is a new episode of General Hospital. Now, let me say this right now. And also, let me finish up. Young and the Rossless, what the hell? What the hell is about to deal with Nikki? Who is this Jordan? What is happening to Nikki? Melanie Thomas Scott, get your Emmy reel together, honey. I see it, okay? Find out this week on The Young and the Russells. Now, I will say this. Obviously, once again, our condolences goes out to the Carter family on their loss. Um, obviously, I'm going to say this. Except for Peacock with days. News happens. So stay tuned. Like, if they do a preemption. Like I said, I, I believe they're probably going to this week to talk about Miss Carter. Um, that's just me. Um, and, you know, hopefully. Mm. Hey, they can't um, do that at 3 o'clock or 4, okay, 11 a.m. I mean, my God. News happens. I know you can do that at 11 a.m. Is it a reason well, we can't I mean, do Mer- that? Well, well, tell I, me, here's the thing. If you can tell people, I'm, I, I was going to make a comment, but I was like, no, Candace. Because you can't I'm tell, like, it's, it's not even disrespect. It's not, not at least, it's not No, 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 but listen to what I'm about to say. But listen to what I'm about to say. Breaking news but, happened but, today. You could do that in the 11 a.m. news. That's all I'm trying but, to say. But what here's my that? thing. If something, mm-hmm. God forbid, like a sh- school shooting, which we hope they never Yeah, that should get interrupted, happen. yeah. 
Right, that's what I'm saying. News happens, so that's why I'm actually at an old age. But but I'm saying, but Tia, you just missed the whole point. No, that, no, oh, uh, no, no, okay, but I'm just trying to say in general, there's news. Okay, just a quick little read. Y'all news interruption. If it's a school shooting, interrupt the news. If it's something that's currently urgently happening, cut the news off. However, if, if, if one of our people got to come and give a five-minute speech, you could, what happened to the back in the day where you used to have it reading in the bottom of your screen? And you were like, what's that in my screen? Breaking news, right, this is what happened. Yes, no, I will say this. I will say this. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Hulu, you're guilty of this. If General Hospital, if something happens at 145 and you know at 2 o'clock General Hospital comes on, what you need to do is to show the same-day episode on Hulu or on ABC.com because it is kind of getting to that point. It's now becoming, I'm not going to say a joke, that General Hospital is a couple of weeks, like, like days behind, like seriously, all jokes aside. So, like I said, news does happen. I saw a lot mm-hmm. of people get upset a couple of weeks ago about something that happened. And I'm like, you know, sadly, there's crazy people out in the world that's killing people, doing stuff, taking people hostages and all that stuff. There's wars going on around the world. So we do have to be mindful of that. Um, let me see. Uh, that, 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 that. You know what the that, problem that, is? Well, I, I, think so you this, know what the problem is? I think you we, no, this because my problem literally is you know the newscast people. The news, okay, uh, you interrupt me for news. Why do I hear this lady chatting twenty minutes about the hair she had yesterday? I'm like, wait a minute, you couldn't have cut me. Okay, that's minutes. a different story for another day. Shout out to who she's talking about. Go ahead, da- go ahead, Daphne. Go, go ahead, Daphne. Go I'm, I'm just gonna say this. I think because she passed the day, most of the news for her is going to probably be on the, morning, the morning shows. Mm-hmm. The morning right. show, or like the view, just, the view, the today show. Yeah, I think, I think that's where the most of the news is going to hit for that. Now, when her husband, heaven forbid, oh, we're, we're not doing that, Daphne, Daphne, Daphne. I know, but at this point, you know that's coming. I know we don't want it to come, but I know, it's but coming. I don't. I just don't want to put it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not like we know. I'm not trying to be respectful. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to his family um, and all of that, but I'm just saying that I can understand hitting the news and interrupting everything because that's the oldest living president. So that to me should hit the news and maybe interrupt. But right. I don't think that we, I may be wrong, you know, about what's going to happen tomorrow. We may get some interruptions and things, but I got a feeling that most of that's going to hit the morning newses, all of the morning newses. And like I said, you know, again, the world is crazy. I I constantly say this all the time, so you never know what happens, but we're just giving you guys Mm -hmm. a heads up about, you know, in case it does get preempted, at least, you you know, you understand. So with that, hey, look, from all of us here at Soul Party for One to all of you guys, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is this week. I know some of you guys are probably last minute shopping. Y'all probably gonna wait until Thursday morning. Aren't you? I know, I know who you are. I'm just gonna say. So it has been, like I said, it's been an honor. It's been a privilege. I'm very thankful for everybody on this phone line, including everybody in the chat room who follow us on social media, who's kept us in the game this long. Um, and shout out, and I'm thankful for the fact that all four soaps are still with us. It was a real trying year. It really was. But we still have ourselves as well as the digitals and audio. 
and I'm glad the strikes are over with. I am so thankful for that. And I hope you guys are very thankful for your family, your friends, and your health. Mm-hmm. We will see you. We may Good not be on everybody. next Sunday. Yeah, we may not be on next Sunday. Keep Stay tuned to our social media for that. And we're going to get ready for the Soul Party 411 Awards, too. So stay tuned for that. Everybody be safe. Love you. Peace out. And welcome back, Colleen Zank and Jay Eddie Pack. Bye. Bye-bye. Good night. Happy Thanksgiving. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.